Hello, and welcome back to episode 11 of Burn Down the Sandcast. I am your interim Yifmeister, Mike, a.k.a. at Rick Rolls Royce on Twitter. Uh, and today I have our regular cast and crew with me. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Burn Down the Sandcastle. I'm Maggie. Hi. You, uh -huh. you can find me on things, I guess, if you want. I don't, you don't need to. It doesn't matter. Let's be honest. I mean, that's my thing. I am Mart. I came. I am back from last week. You can find me at GameBond on the Twitters. I am also available at your local discount store for like one dollar. Yeah, yeah, you'll find me next to the uh, the air fresheners. Nice. Uh, hey, how was your week? Fucked up, man. Yeah, why? Uh, where to begin? Where actually to begin? Uh, you should begin at the beginning. So a long time ago, when I was only a wee <laughs> lad. Okay, seriously. <laughs> so I've been since uh, I've been busy the last couple of weeks with homework because I have been trying to catch up. That's basically been my week. So yeah, maybe, I'm very aware of that. No, no. So yeah, that's why I was not here last week. Cause I was trying to play homework catch up. Yeah, I've been constantly shouting at you to play video games with me, and you can't because you're doing work all the time now. Yeah, especially that now because I actually have a new job now. I started yesterday. Yay. So now I work all day, all every day. Uh, yay? Well, no, no, that's <laughs> a lie. So, I have a job in the morning during the week, and this job is in the afternoon on weekends. Right. So at least at least Tuesday to Thursday, I at least have a bit of a break because uh, I just relax. How is the new job so far? Have you met any Rio Hazukis at your warehouse job yet? Uh, no, I haven't even seen a forklift there. Wow, it's a small warehouse. It's a small warehouse, actually. Did you steal a forklift yet? No. No, because there aren't any. Did you see any sailors? No. Oh. Wait, why would sailors be at a warehouse? It's a, it's a Shenmue thing. It's a joke. But yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I work five hours. It's a five-hour shift. That's not too bad. But think, uh, it's, not, it's a small warehouse. I would say... So, when do you, the, so you go in at four? Is that right? No, no I go in at 2.30. Oh, okay, I see. And I, yeah, I clock it at 7.30. The benefit with that job, at least, that if things aren't too busy, they will let they will ask if they will give you opportunity to leave early, which I did today. Ooh, very nice. Which is why, like, our podcast. Well, and honestly, we would have started around this time anyway. I mean, yeah. If I, if I actually <laughs> say the actual five hours, realistically, <laughs> this is your fault. So, not too bad then. That's good to hear. No, no, and then I, if I can keep at it, I get plenty of opportunities to change my schedule if I want to. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty flexible, and I'm happy for that. Cool. But right now, it's just Friday through Monday. Uh, can I ask what the pay is? Uh, it's a warehouse gig, so not about eleven fifty. Oh, okay. So, but not minimum wage or anything. No. Alright, that's, that's good. Yeah. But see, that's how it was when I started my other warehouse gig, like, seven years ago. That's what I was worried about, is that it might be minimum wage or something, but I'm no. glad to hear that it's not. I mean, I could say where it is, and then like, no, nah, they treat you nice. It could still be better. Like, I mean, don't get me I, wrong. But... I guess, but they're not like pushing you right now. Like, they're not like, pushing you a lot. Right. I didn't like first day. I didn't do a whole lot. Like, I I sorted some boxes for about like, an hour and a half. Took a break for about fifteen minutes, and then just moved a bunch of carts for about three hours. All right, fair enough. Like, but come like Thanksgiving, shit's gonna get really nasty. Cause oh yeah, definitely it, at an Amazon warehouse, you better believe it. Uh -huh. Don't forget about Christmas. That's when it's going to be really bad. I know. I mean, I worked at FedEx, so <laughs> I know how that feels. Oof. Yeah, you shitlords ordering stuff off of Amazon, I'm going to hate you. 
Yeah, eat shit. I, I got Prime. I'm going to ship stuff directly <laughs> from fucking Texas to my house. Just to screw you over. Yeah, one day shipping. <laughs> go fucking go on eBay and order stuff through Amazon from Texas. From Texas, yeah. Oh, See, Definitely. There's like four different warehouses in my, in my area, so you have to find You have to make sure you get to the right warehouse. Oh, I will. Don't worry. I'll Good look luck. it up. Good luck. Order from all of them. I'll call I'll call a distributor and ask where you work and ask specifically to get it from that one. So I wouldn't even know if it's you or not, because I'm not going to look at the label. I'm just looking at the specific sticker. That way, <laughs> so I wouldn't even know. You don't need to know. You exactly. just you'll know because it'll be there'll be a bunch of packages that you have to move. <laughs> oh, the 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 box that's his will just say "Hi, Mark" on it. Yeah, and it'll be really heavy. <laughs> I bought a lot of lead. I bought bricks. If you're buying bricks, they wouldn't even go to the warehouse. I think they'll be a maximum weight like 60 pounds. Bricks filled with lead. Yeah, but I a bunch of different 60-pound packages. If Fuck it makes these. you feel better, though, the uh, the lead bricks are wrapped in asbestos to insulate right. them. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's good insulation. See, as much as, I, as, much as you're putting shit on meat, I, I feel bad for the four like, uh, independent contractors doing the delivery. <laughs> uh, Alright, cool. Uh yeah. Maggie. Oh. Oh, 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 you got one more thing? I'll wait till after Maggie, because... Okay. Uh, well, Maggie, how was your week? It's going to be a short one, because not a whole lot happened. <laughs> That's fine. What, what, did, what mean, did happen? Nothing What happened really, with the house? Like, did you guys go see that new... I mean, I didn't see it. I was supposed to go, but I was asleep yeah, yeah, during the but, day. But what did they think about it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're getting it. I said oh, okay. That Fair time. enough. I don't, I don't remember if you said you were getting it last time. I did. I did say we were getting it last time. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know when you're moving to it? Uh, next Saturday. Wow, which that's is gonna be real fucking fun. Soon, holy <laughs> shit! I didn't think it was gonna be that soon. Uh, we want to get the fuck out of here. Well, that much was clear. Uh, but uh, next Saturday is also the day I'm going to Gamer X, which that'll be really fun. How is that gonna work out? Are you gonna move? I'm gonna and pack then... my shit up, and then someone else is gonna have to deal with it while I'm in the city. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I guess. But I didn't but... know that was gonna happen. <laughs> but you are at least looking forward to Gamer X, which uh, I'll let you explain. Uh, I'm going to go get drunk with some queer people. That's about it. Yeah, so basically it's a... Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff happening there that other people care. I'm, I don't really care about the event itself, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel with Anime Fest. It's just like, fuck the anime, I feel like hang up with people. It's like going to AGDQ. I literally don't plan to go in the run room once. See, see, I, that's that's fair. I, I don't plan to go in the run room usually, but, I, but considering that I now know people who do runs there, like Studio, I... I feel obligated to go in for certain ones, but yeah, in general, I don't. I mean, you're gonna be up at like three in the morning to watch awful games done quick. Uh, yeah, I will watch that, but I'll be watching it from the hotel room. See that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna set up a like we did when I was there. We're gonna set up a laptop and we're gonna stream oh, it on the TV. No, so I don't know if you know this, Maggie, but uh, since last year, we when we went last year, they now have the stream running on the TV hotel room. Uh, the uh, the really? hotel room TVs. Yep. Oh, so it's just there. They just have a channel set up for stream the, for nerds. Yep, and it's the big TVs. So, Ooh. it's zero effort, and it, it runs like, really well. There's no lag, because it's not, um... They're not, like, streaming it. It's coming straight out of the equipment, basically, through... So, it's like, it's like basically a, key, a, little, a miniature, like, little 
television setup. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't want to sound like uh, I'm rude or anything, but I don't like the run room because uh, in the run room I can't get drunk and shout at a meme yep. robot. Or you can shout even, but they. It's just they have a. You know, from what I've seen, they have it so locked down nowadays. It's not even fun to be in there. I'm pretty yeah. sure I can't shout "ha ha fucking memes." I love fucking memes. Yeah, that's true. You probably can't do that. It's I just mean, they might get mad. The attitude has got, has become very different in the run room. You know, over the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I, by next year, you won't even be able to clap. Ah, uh, well, I don't think that's true, but... You gotta kill the animals, man. The clapping is limited to certain times mm. <laughs> already, so... Oh, do they flip a switch and a sign comes up that says clap now? No, it's, but if you just, like, start clapping out of nowhere, they'll be like, get the fuck out. Wow. If you're, just, if you're just, like, <laughs> while somebody's doing nothing, they'll fucking kick you out for sure, I bet. Man, that's... I mean, yeah, if it's dead silent and one asshole... That's what I'm clapping. saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit different. <laughs> to be honest, I just find that funny. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, you know, we went to Awful Games Block the first year, and yeah, it's possible I might dip in for a little bit of it, but it's more about the hanging out with people and going to the arcade mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Also, I just have to ask, are they, even, are they just as strict in the Twilight Hours as they are during the day? You know, without, like, barely anyone in the room. For the streams? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it, if there's no one there, then they I mean, yeah, it's easier to be more strict because there's about, Well, like, I mean, like, if you're just clapping the with the guy, he doesn't mind, or whoever's streaming. If he doesn't mind, then they don't mind. But the thing is, like... Actually, what I would basically say to you is that if you're uh, taking attention away from the run <laughs> and bringing it to yourself and the audience, mm-hmm. then... That's typically immediately when they're gonna get on your shit. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you, you know if you're being obnoxious enough to the point where it's you're just distracting. distracting, right? Then you mean you, you, you you'll be, you'll be kicked out, but you'll become a meme forever, and you'll get away with it if you're on the couch. Mm-hmm. But if you're not on the couch, then you're gonna get screwed. So yeah, again, you also just become a meme. Uh, but but what if I uh. What if I bring like a big foam finger and I just shout like, "Yeah"? I think you if you can don't do shout it. anything and you just wave the big foam finger around, you could get away with that. Probably no, you gotta shout. You gotta be like, "You can do it. I believe in you." Only if you shout when there's already like clapping and other stuff happening. Yeah, because if you shout during silent moments, they're gonna get you. And then you take your shirt off and you start spinning around and yelling. Oh no, that's uh, I think that's where you're losing them. And then when they come over and ask you to leave, you, you get into a drunken argument with staff oh, and be man. like, "I paid sixty dollars to be here, and I'm gonna fucking yell whatever uh, I want." I don't think <laughs> so. We're basically just being sports people. So true story though. Like if you get kicked out of the run room, uh, they basically I'm not. This doesn't hasn't happened to everyone who's been escorted away. I don't think, but. Typically, if you get kicked out of the run room, that means event access is revoked, in which case they just take your badge away and you can't, like, go into the arcade anymore, which is the real problem, so mm-hmm. that's why you wouldn't do that. Did did they fix the arcade and they have Arcade's 20 great. Daytona machines now? No, but they did have an initial D machine last year that was fucking dope. Alright, no, but, so. but I need 20 lined up Daytona machines. You, dude. I need you that. don't, trust me. The table flip game... Uh, I forget what the... But they still have that? Oh, I know what you're talking they about. They did. But... There's a I, game uh... with buttons that's like, um... There's I think three Dryzen buttons. made me play that, and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. 
Yeah, there's a game with three colored... Oh, the table flip game? It's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, Basically, you pound on the table a lot, and then you flip it. Wait, a lot? I thought it was just once and you just flip it. No, no, you're supposed to pound it definitely multiple times. Basically, like, they give you... They give you, like, a moment. They do, like... It's like a skit on the screen. Yeah. Okay, for anyone not knowing what we're talking about, there's this arcade game where there's a big... It's... You stand in front of this thing, and there's a monitor in front of you, Uh and there's, like, half of a table. In front of you, like a, you're like basically a just table. scenarios with a family, like a Japanese family. Well, no, so there's there's many scenarios. There's one where you're like an old lady at a gentleman's club, and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of them. But basically, they give you like a prompt for when you're supposed to hit the table. So she like shouts or whatever, right? And you slam down on the table, and you're supposed. I, I mean, this machine. I, I guess people have broken the machines before, but you're supposed to do it fucking hard. You're not supposed to like constantly slam on it. You're not supposed to like. Or anything like that. You're supposed to just like do one big, boom. Yeah. Whenever the prompt comes, and then you you do it like three or four times, maybe five times, and then right at the end you you put your hands underneath the table and you flip it up as hard as you can. Well, not as hard. Well, hard. I don't know. As much as as you can. Yeah. Uh, When I did it, I was not banging on the table, and I was just trying to do it as hard as I could, and I felt like I was gonna break the fucking thing. So they had a sign on it that was like, "Don't." flip it too hard but i'm gonna be honest with you i definitely played that when i was drunk last year and i f- i yeah. went really that's the problem like hard. there is a sign on it that says don't flip it too hard but when you're about like six shots of gin in you're like then what does that mean i'm flipping this bitch well anyway but regardless i flipped it like really fucking hard and it didn't break so i, I think it's you know those things are made f- those things are made to have that kind of abuse they're supposed to get yeah they're supposed to get flipped hard so all right all right we need to get it. Let's move yeah. on. Uh, my week, I'm just going to say really quickly, I played I played too much Destiny. I you did. Go on. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> and then uh, also, my tooth keeps breaking. Uh, a picture a tooth, and now picture the tooth splitting in half and a large piece coming off of it. Christ. And then oh. picture you go to your dentist, and uh, he puts a plastic, like, replacement thing on it right and uses super strong dental cement or whatever to keep it in place and then within two days of getting that it that same piece breaks off again yeah that's what happened to my brother when he did that yeah so uh he actually said it was no big deal well when when he was installing he said it's no big deal if it comes off again um because he like basically shaved the tooth down or whatever and we'll deal with that later we have other cavities to deal with beforehand but boy is it annoying I was eating soft tacos, and my tooth broke. Not even hard shell. <laughs> Literally soft tacos. Ugh. Uh, right. So, so hey, uh, fun story about teeth, for some reason. Yeah. I keep yeah. having dreams where I'm just losing tooth. Teeth. Hey, I am dead serious. It, you're in your dream, right? It's just like, it's you're doing whatever, be... and there's no reason, right? They just start falling out of your face, oh, no, and no, you no. can't put them so back you... in. No, that's not like that. Like, whatever reason, like, there's always one tooth that seems to be loose. And then it and just then comes just, out. Oh, yeah, after a while, it's kind of like, eh. And it's just always just the one tooth. Like, Alright, that's not as extreme, but I will say I've literally had those exact same dreams lately, where it's just kind of just falling out. out of my head. It's horrible. It's like, it's, like, it's a... It's a nightmare. Yeah. When I was a kid, and I was losing my babu teeth, uh, <laughs> I, like, pulled half of them out myself. Oh, I when I was a kid, I would always do that. Anytime that I could feel a tooth coming loose, 
I would always play with. Like, I couldn't help but play with it in my mouth just and my tongue wiggle, and stuff. Yeah, just wiggle it around. That's pretty much how my dream went. Like, whenever I felt it, I just kind of wiggle it until it finally I, came I out. I remember one time uh, I was at school and I was trying to eat my snack time stuff, which was Cheez-Its. And uh, my tooth was coming out. And I guess I got, like, a cavity in the tooth that was coming out. Mm. And it kind of hurt. Mm. So while I was chewing, I, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. And I just pulled it out and so I could eat my Cheez-Its. <laughs> I, I brought these Cheez-Its to eat them, damn it. <laughs> uh, when I was young, I want to say, like, maybe six or so, um, I was at the park, and I had, like, a tooth that was, like, pretty loose, but it wasn't, like, I was actually annoyed with it, because it, it wasn't coming out, even though it was pretty loose, and, like, I, I had been playing with it already for days, and it just, like, wouldn't come out. It was still pretty stuck in there, and we had asked my dentist, like, "What you know, should we do anything? And his response was basically, no, just, like, let it, it'll come out naturally on its own, don't fuck with it, basically. Too bad. So, well. So by fuck so, with it, you mean freely fuck with it, right? By don't fuck with it, you mean, no, but I don't mean that. What I, what I mean is don't do that. But it doesn't matter, because what happened was, I was at the park, and uh, I, my mom or someone, I think it was actually my babysitter, gave me an apple to eat, and I just took... I, like a fucking idiot, I just took a huge bite of the apple, like, I didn't even think about it, took a huge bite into the apple, and then, uh, I didn't, like, I was, I felt something weird, and I didn't bite through, and then I just took my mouth away, and my tooth was just left stuck in the apple, and I was like, oh, there's my tooth, <laughs> I guess that happened, and then I started bleeding everywhere. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> that don't happen. happen. Yeah, my mouth just started bleeding profusely, and I, yeah, I think it was my babysitter was, like, freaking out. She was like, what the f- like, what is happening? I gave you an apple, and now there's blood all over you. You actually had babysitters, man? Uh, I had one babysitter. Actually, no, I had I had two babysitters over I, the course uh, of my tenure. Me and my brother had to go to uh, daycare centers, and let me tell you, they're bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad, yeah. One of them, uh, me and my brother, I guess they said we were acting up, so more than once they just didn't feed us. Wow. Hmm. Which, that was... That's cool. Well, that's illegal, first of all, yeah. but, you know. Uh, the first babysitter I had was, uh, now, I, I love her, very sweet lady, uh, Carmen, uh, who was a probably mid-40s maybe 30s uh black lady and uh she was like waste she was like way stricter than my parents and uh she would just spank the shit out of me which my parents never ever did like i she would eat fries like in the afternoon after picking me up from school she would like make crinkle cut fries and eat them and i was always like oh, i want fries like can i have fries and she was like no you're not of course you're not allowed to have fries i'm just gonna give you that stuff not healthy. And I was like, but I want them. And I would, like, t throw a tantrum. She would just slap, fucking slap my ass like a bongo drum. Just go ham on that sucker. Uh, and, uh, yeah, guess what? It worked. I stopped complaining about fries. <laughs> you worked that sucker to death. Alright, we bro. have to move on. We have to move on. News. Uh, I went to Mr. Yu-Gi-Oh! But whatever. Uh, we'll too bad. For... <laughs> News. Number one article. Speaking of uh, slapping games. that ass like a bongo drum. <laughs> I guess. Like, Nintendo did make a thing with a bongo drum attachment. Speaking of Duck and Conga, Mario. Hey, Mario's out. Do you guys know who Mario is? Uh, um, Mario is an Italian man that uh, fucks uh, a dinosaur man. 
He also plays card games. Mario's the brother of the Green Mario. Perhaps you've uh, heard of him, the Green Mario. I have heard the Green Mario is in Mario. He had understand. a year. He had a year recently. The Green Mario. Uh-huh. Yeah, Waluigi. Mm-hmm. So Mario's out, and uh, everyone thinks that it's really good. Like Except everyone. Me. Mario's bad. Like everyone on my Twitter timeline. Like everyone who reviews games. Like everyone in New York City apparently because they had a fucking fucking musical on the street when the game came out well they had it before the game came out but yeah also reggie was there he was possessed by mario i don't know if you knew this Um, isn't he always possessed by mario anyway he's kind of possessed by the spirit of the water rest in peace i would like to give my review of mario odyssey very quickly thank you uh zero out of ten uh game Uh doesn't even run on my wii oh weird um And I don't own it, which could also be a problem, but it's actually just a cartridge of Mario 64 for the DS that I'm trying to play on it. Oh, uh, that's actually pretty good, so maybe you should try That's it. basically the same thing. Putting it in a DS. Um, mm-hmm. No, no, it's the Wii. It, it goes in the Wii. The Wii has an SD slot. So only one of us. I don't think the the carts are SD cards. Um, so they, only you know, they, that. No, they are, but they're like specifically like formatted. So... Only one of us, unfortunately, you'll have to hear from Miko next week, which actually it's related because uh, what Miko's, where he is right now is he's actually getting married to Bowser. He's at a wedding this weekend mm-hmm. marrying Bowser because, I mean, no spoilers, but obviously Mario thwarts Bowser at the end of Mario Odyssey and marrying Princess Peach. And therefore, Miko was like, oh, I'm going to get that rebound, hit up Bowser, call him on the low. They, you know, hooked up a couple times, and now they're getting married. So, we'll hear from Miko next week about his, you know, marriage to Bowser. and His honeymoon, his basically. Yeah, getting yeah. married to that spiky turtle dick. I mean, if that, if that doesn't work out, it's always a brutal. You can always marry. There's a fat one in there. <laughs> in the meantime, the only person who has actually played the Mario is here me, obviously, is like Game Bun, <coughs> who <laughs> owns a Switch, which neither me or Maggie do. So, how's the Mario? How that Mario do? You don't know what I own, first of all. Don't I, try. I and... do because you've literally said that you don't own a Switch before <laughs> on this podcast. Point, right? It's actually recorded. We have proof. How? What that Mario do? Game that Bun? Mario, Mark? That Mario is pretty fine. I mean, I played yeah. it earlier this year, remember? A little bit right. of it. Just a little so bit, though. I've only. So right now I'm in the same spot where I played in the demo, The Sand Kingdom. Sure. But I heard that that's not where you start. There's worlds before that. No. So. You know that little, uh, shit, the Nightmare Before Christmas S-World? It's just basically just blacking. It's Hatland, right? Cap, I think it's the Cap Kingdom, or something like that. The ca- yeah, the Cap Kingdom. That's yeah. kind of where you start, because the beginning, you just, Bowser just kicks your ass. Bowser kicks your ass? Yeah, he just sort of just knocks you into this random kingdom. Damn. But uh, it feels good. Mario control is really nice. I've gotten better used to the, uh, the motion controls, or not the motion, but the hat controls. Right, so this is a thing that a lot of people are complaining about. Yeah, so they've been showing the game, the demo, with the Joy-Cons separate. Mm. Because you're, they require, they, they at least, like, they think they ask you to use, like, the motion controls with the Joy-Con. Right. So the Pro Controller does have gyro, so if you have that, you can use that as well. True. I saw on the Giant Bomb stream Jeff uh, doing the hat moves with uh, the gyro, the Pro Controller. Mm-hmm. So, supposedly, the Day 1 patch added, like, those motions to just buttons, but I have not figured them out, because I've always kept asking oh, for gyro. Really? 
Supposedly there is a way to turn off the, the motion controls. I have to look it up and see. Okay, so for the record, my understanding, I might be wrong, but I think they were talking about this on the Giant Bomb livestream on Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, that actually turning off the motion controls does not... A, it actually doesn't turn them off because Jeff turned them off and then when he was using the Pro Controller, mm-hmm. he could still do the motions and it would still do the hat stuff. I figure it's probably just like for anything that requires you actually moving the camera. Uh, second of all, I think my understanding is that turning off the motion controls does not make it so that you can do that stuff with button presses. It just means you can't do it. That was my understanding. I will have to go back in some like some of the early uh, kingdoms and do the tutorial areas where they tell you how to do it and see what right. comes up as a prompt. So, so my question is, what are what exactly are the things you can do with the motion controls? It's just hat stuff. Yeah, mainly with the hat because uh, Mario's basic move set he he has to dive again. I just re- I never realized until I actually mm-hmm. played it the Mario sixty four dive because the way that works you have to do the ground pound and then hit the dash button or hit the Y before you actually mm. ground pound. Um, uh, apparently he also has a ground pound jump. Yeah. So, so Mar- it's kind of like the one from Mario 2, except you're having to charge it. So as, you, as soon as you, like, hit your ass on the ground, you can just hit jump again. You get a big boost. Oh, you use, like, a super high jump, basically? Yeah. It's kind of gotcha. like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And also, I mentioned the, uh, the, the roll. That's actually really good. And as we saw from, uh, I think it was last time, people have been using that for speedrun, because that's... Yep, yep. Because, like, again, it, it runs off momentum. Mario in this game has momentum, a little bit of the momentum. So if you're on a hill and you're rolling, you don't fucking go. But he, but it's not Sonic momentum. It's, just, no, it's Mario you, momentum. Because also, if you're rolling, you have no control. And you're basically, if you off a cliff, you're dead. Right, you, you just go straight, whatever hey, direction you're um, already going. This, this is a bit of a side thing, but, like, for Sonic Forces, can I make my Sonic Forces OC Sonic the Hedgehog, but possessed by Mario? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because you can just, yeah, you can... Put the hat on him, give him a mustache. Yeah, look almost exactly like Sonic, and then you just need, and they have the hat, so... They have a hat, but it's not the Mario hat, but yeah. I don't know about mustache, but... Yeah, they do, Hedgehog is a thing you can, as a, a species you could be, so... I mean, you can definitely that. get close. I mean, we'll find out in about a week. So we'll If anything, out. wouldn't you want to be Eggman possessed by Mario, though? Uh, why would I want to be Eggman? He's he's a mean boy. Cause he's cause Eggman has big nips. Uh, first um, of all, what? Second of me. all, <laughs> second of all, uh, speaking of big things. Wait, before we move on to that, so in, uh, final Mario impressions. Give me a little. I want to play more of it. I've been watching the oh, vines. Yeah. I've, been watch- I've been watching Vinny stream it because I want to get Moon Man. I've been like. But I was playing that yeah, it was yesterday a little bit after I finished some stuff. Right. I was having, I was just having fun just sort of exploring the world because I'm only again I'm only I'm just about to finish the sand world. Mm-hmm. I, think I, ha- I think I have enough moves to actually like go to the next world once Sick. I'm done. But I want to explore more. I want to get, all I want to get those moons. I'm gonna get all sixty nine moons in the sand kingdom. Sixty nine, nice. Uh, so- speaking of things that are nice. Speaking of, yes. There's things. a fuckload of games out. There, there kind of is, isn't there? That aren't Mario, surprisingly. October 27th, shit ton of games came out. And all of these games are games I can't play anytime soon, so fuck you October all. October 27th? 27th. 
All right, so I'm going to mention the the games that I've written here on this list of games that are out now. Wolfenstein 2, Kill Nazis. I'm pretty sure that's the subtitle for that game. Destiny 2, Destiny Kill again. Space Nazis. Yeah, Space Nazis. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a, Assassin's Creed Origins. Actually, wait, no. Wolfenstein has the Space Nazis. Fuck. Egyptian Nazis. They kill Egyptian Nazis. Just I Dance mean, yeah, 2018, Dance Against Nazis. <laughs> So hold on, I want to. I don't know. I want and to. And then Bubsy. <laughs> I want to wait, check no, something wait, just wait. dance. Then Bubsy is almost coming out, which we all know that Bubsy is a Nazi. I'm not gonna lie. I put Just Dance 2018 on here just because I saw that was out, and I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, but it says Just Dance 2018, so that's wait, next it? year it comes out. But oh, it's out now. Wow. No, okay. no, that that means it comes out so, next year. Um, right? I just wanted to be sure about Just Dance because you know how like sort of like with sports games, Just Dance seems to come out on everything. Mm-hmm. And Tentosa is good news. You can play Just Dance on your Wii. Um, I'm not playing Just Dance. Uh, but I you said you, you can't you. play any of these games, and you're wrong. You can play Just Dance 2018 right now if you want uh, to. All right, let me rephrase that. I can't play the ones I want to play, and the one that uh, I don't... Well, the two I don't want to play, I don't care about. All right, so... I'm so surprised right. it's, got, it's coming out on the Wii U, of all things. That's, that's really fucked right, up. Listen, I... I really, really, really want to play Wolfenstein, but I can't because I need a better computer to do that. Mm. So, I mean, if you wait a few months, you could probably just steal a Switch and play that version. Um, I'm not buying a console for one game. No, but you can buy it for four or five games. I cannot (laughs) play a first-person shooter on a fucking console. I don't know. I Uh, I, I did it for a long time. I cannot do that anymore. No, I agree That's with you because point. I try. I tried playing Doom, New Doom on the PS4, could not aim worth the shit, and I bought a PC. Yeah. To your credit, Maggie, there's a reason that I waited to buy Destiny, uh, for PC. Aside from the fact that I don't own a PS4, so let me just throw out some things that I've heard really quickly about these games. Um, Destiny Two, I'm not going to talk about because I'm going to talk about that later, but uh. And it's also only the PC release. I'm sure people know the PS4 version came out like almost a month ago or more than a month ago. I don't know. Uh, Wolfenstein 2. I heard that it's pretty good. It seems people are excited about it. A lot of people seem to think the beginning of the game is pretty fucking gruesome. There is some really dark, gory torture porn shit at the very beginning of the game that people don't seem to be super into. Mm. Uh, (sighs) That being said, they also ran a campaign for this game about punching Nazis in the face and killing them, which... I mean, I'm pretty into that part, so, you know. I mean, it seems kind of redundant for a Wolfenstein game, but hey, this is... Welcome well, to- it's relevant right now. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing for uh, Wolfenstein is uh, during the advertisement for the game, uh, they kept doing ads like, kill Nazis, and then Bethesda would come out and be like, we do not condone violence again, because Bethesda are pussies. Right, and then they would put out another ad that's like, we don't like Nazis. We hate, we like punching Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Kill all the yeah. Nazis. So someone is having fun with their job, and then yeah. Bethesda really doesn't want them to. <laughs> just, just whatever. Someone's but I, happy. I heard it's really good. Uh, people seem to like it. It's sort of a continuation of the first game. Looks good. That much I can say from the footage I have seen. Um, Can't wait to play that next year on the Switch. Looks way better than Wolfenstein 1, which I won't say looked bad, but was probably not, uh, I wouldn't call it like... Oh, a, that game was kind of janky looking, because that was the first time they used that engune, and they really I weren't mean, no, sure about it. Isn't that engine just basically the one from Rage? 
I could have sworn that it was a different one from that, but you might be right. Um, I think it uses, like, the same kind of technology, like the whole one big texture thing. The mega textures? Mega textures. Yes, the, the, Hyper. the huge textures. Yeah, that's pretty much just it Giga. Tech, the Super turbo textures. I mean, if it's it tech, then yeah, they, they probably used that same version before. I don't know what version they're on now. Ultra Textures Arcade Edition version 2012. Anyway. And then Assassin's Creed Origins. I have heard nobody... It seems like people don't really like this one. I heard nothing about this game. I heard that the combat in this one, although I won't say that this wasn't true for a lot of the other ones, is really mashy and not great, which... And that all these RPG systems that they have added to ludify the game and whatever are kind of mm-hmm. pointless because the combat is so easy and trivial anyway that it d- doesn't really matter. Although, I will say people seem to like the setting a lot. Uh, it seems like um, people are super behind the Egypt setting. I remember like before it came out, I heard a lot of people say it looked interesting, and then it came out, and I didn't hear anything from it. And I am just going to say, if you are surprised that the combat is bad in this, you have not played Assassin's <laughs> Creed before. I saw like a two-sentence review of this game on Twitter the other day. That was, uh, should you buy Assassin's Creed Origins? And the answer was, and then there was like a little tree, and on the left was, uh, is the educational mode out? And it goes down, and says, if it's yes, then it says, uh, yeah, if it's on sale, sure, go for it. And then on the right was no, and it says, no, don't buy this. So. <laughs> oh yeah, it didn't launch with the educational mode, did it? No, it did not. Huh. The the thing that sounded the most interesting they didn't fucking have. I I don't I gotta be honest with you, I don't know how interesting it will actually be because I bet they're not gonna put that much effort into it, but uh, since I think it's free microtransactions it is a free, to learn. Is it wait, is it a DLC, like paid DLC? I could have sworn it was uh free DLC. But um mm. well, if we'll I remember it. correctly when we announced that that it was it was free DLC. Okay. That's good. Speaking of well, wait. Characters making and then the, you pay. The, oh, the other two. That was a good segue. I don't have any. You. I don't have any news for it. So go ahead with your segue. Actually, hold on. If <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could just make one thing real quick. Yeah. About all these yes. games. So, I think it was Warrior sixty four. He posted a picture on Twitter, like saying, "I wonder what people are buying today." Because like this, oh Friday, there was like uh, it was a little, it was a little small card of games, but it was, like mm. three rows filled with Mario Odyssey. One, like, half a row filled with, like, Wolfenstein, and a third of it, third of a row was just, like, Assassin's Creed. Yep. I had to find that picture, because that was really really funny to me. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead with your transition now. Oh, am I allowed to now? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Alright. Uh, speaking of characters that will try to steal your money with bad business practices and microtransactions, you ruined it. I lost it. (laughs) No, you just did it. That was the, clearly the transition. Tom Nook can now steal your real hard-earned money. <laughs> like your fake hard-earned money. Because he's a prick. I've been waiting for this day. For the day that Tom Nook would come and get me. Finally, while you're playing... You can play an <laughs> Animal Crossing game and Tom Nook can show up at your actual house with a bat. And be yeah. like, hey, guess what, fucker? You owe me money. Now I just gotta wait for the day that Mr. Resetti will come and actually kill me if I reset my <laughs> smartphone. Oh, uh, oh no! Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. I believe that's the name, which yes. is a mobile, mobile Animal Crossing. 
is coming mm-hmm. out in late November, and uh, there was a direct about it. Unless you're in Australia, which is already out now. Well, fuck Australians, am I right? I'm kind of, I'm kind of like conflicted about this because like it looks neat and I like Animal Crossing, but I fucking hate microtransactions at this okay. point. Okay, so uh, hey, uh, good news about that. They will probably announce an actual Animal Crossing that this year's E3. All right, but is it going to be on the computer? No. Well then, why would you? <laughs> so, uh, mobile games, yeah. Here's the thing. Hear me out. I think that this is the perfect platform for Animal Crossing, and I'll tell you why. Because you're dumb, and you don't like fun. In regular Animal Crossing, you still have to just sit and wait for shit to happen all the time. No, you don't. You take the fucking system clock and you move it forward. Yeah, but I don't do that, because I don't need to play Animal Crossing that way. That's That's not part of it for me. I can just play a little bit. You know, do the things I would do, and then go to sleep, and then play, it, and then you know, do other stuff with my day, and then go next day and play a little bit that day. So yeah, well, to me, good for you. This is perfect, and I don't. While I get thinking that the microtransactions are terrible, and you're not wrong because they are. At the same time, from what I have seen of the timers and things like that, they're actually shorter than Animal yeah. Crossing timers. Like regular Animal Crossing timers, uh, and, for like building stuff, for example, or fruits. I thought, or... I thought building stuff was like three days. I thought like one was like seventy-two hours. I haven't seen any that are seventy-two hours yet, but uh, but that might be for some of the really big stuff. Like, well, I mean, they did show one like the pool. They showed on direct right. with, like three days. I was gonna say the pool, but but that's like the equivalent of like building a new house. So I kind of get it. Well, in that a new sense. house just takes twenty-four hours in the actual games. Sure, but. But my point is that they're obviously scaling this to a smartphone sense, and they want you to, they want you to microtransact with it. So I get why they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the problem. I don't agree with the really long ones like that. If you have microtransactions in your game, you're designing your game to make people want to spend money on. So it. to some extent, I think you're right. But then look at the other timers, like for example, uh, renowned shitty games journalist who got in trouble for it. For being a harasser, a serial harasser, Nick Robinson posted, uh, "Oh, look at these timers! Oh, it's so awful on the tr- fruit tr- uh, fruit trees." And the timer was like he picked fruit, and then it was like three hours. See that you could pick it again, and that's actually shorter than regular Animal Crossing. Yeah, so that's, that's actually why bitch about that. That seems kind of a good thing. Yeah, well, so that, the whole that's point good is for like, that one thing, but like. There's an entire other game besides just trees. Yes, but here's why that's relevant. is because the actual activities that you do in Animal Crossing are the things like picking fruit and fishing and whatever, right? So as long as the timers and everything on that stuff isn't really long, I don't see the problem because that's how you actually interact with the game. Just building stuff at your house, like waiting, like having to like go to bed, like getting to like go through the process of getting the materials to build stuff doing all that, which is the actual gameplay, then going, building the stuff, and then going to sleep and waking up the next morning and having it done doesn't seem like an issue to me. Mm-hmm. That, like, I'm fine with that, honestly. And, I, and the more that I looked at this game and saw stuff about it, the less I felt like, wow, I'm going to need to spend money on this game. And the more I felt like, wow, I could probably play this game and spend almost no money on the microtransactions. So... Mm. Uh, From what we've seen, but we haven't... Right. You know, gotten to play a, the people game, have but... played this game already. Toddy 
friend of friend of the podcast. Hashtag right. has played this game before, and people have actually even made Australian iOS accounts to play this game, or already. if you're on Android, just download the APK. Right. I also kind of have a problem with um doing what they're doing with Tom Nook. So I think it's funny. I should, we, should, we should probably <laughs> clarify a thing real quick. The bells in the game are not microtransaction. It's a whole different system. They I know. Set up. I know how they have it set up. But, but I mean, like for people who are just listening. They built up a character for Tom Nook that's like, he wants your money. Well, he's a greeter and, and then, and you know, it's, it's kind of like money. a funny, it's like a funny, laughable kind of thing. And now, and it's, actually, now, now it's actually he's real. actually, like, they're using that, like, character development to manipulate you into spending real money, which now it's not okay to do that. I don't know, I kind of I kind of like it, honestly. Well, it's me, scary it's like, in a good like way. the other games, he wouldn't actually, like, nag you, it's just, that's just the meme with old Nuki. He'll pop up and like say hello and then just disappear again. That being said, you say that they're separate um, economies, and you're mostly right. But there is one instance in which that is not true. So the way that you... Well, basically, what you buy with your money in this game is you buy these things called leaf tickets, which are things you can spend to uh, either buy materials. So the new system in this game, rather than just... Uh, you can go to a store and just buy furniture and stuff. That is a thing you can do. But also... The main way that you make stuff, it seems like, this is sort of what was implied from the footage I've seen and what I've heard from people who've played it, is that the main way to make stuff is crafting. So you get materials to make the thing that you want, and then you make it. And you can use these leaf, leaf tickets either to substitute for any kind of material you want, or you can use them to uh, spend, make the amount of time that something takes to be built or whatever reduced but there's also one other use for leaf tickets that they kind of slipped in there which is that you can use them to go to a quarry uh and mine for rare minerals which you can then sell for bells mm, okay so that's it so so instead of just hitting a random rock in your village you had to go th mining this was where i kind of was like oh mm, because this makes me wonder what the bells economy is going to be like. If you are in this game running out of bells and needing to do that, then I can see where these microtransactions get a kind of gross and scary. But from what I've seen so far, it's it still seems okay. So I'll have to judge when it comes out. I, I also kind of heard you need to do stuff with other people to really get anywhere. I mean, that's Animal Crossing in general. because like, I, you I didn't like, hear that at all. You could play all the other ones without even fucking doing any of the multiplayer shit. What do you What do you mean? The only thing, as far as I can tell, the only thing that you get from other people is visiting their place, and they give you a kudos, which does nothing. Uh, you can also they have people can set up their own like markets to sell things. Okay. If you want to buy something from them, you can do that. So really, it's just if you want to buy something cheaper, someone might sell it to or you for cheaper. Or more, then. like if you had this real item, right. they can just get you out of it. So, uh, but but my point is that that's not. That doesn't affect your actual gameplay in any way, so I don't see how that's. So I, I, one of the things we'll find out more, but it'll be up by the end, it'll be up by the end of November. Uh, everywhere in a couple podcasts from now, I'll be able to talk about it. I'm sure. I just want to say that I don't trust Nintendo to do this right because they don't even understand how fucking YouTube works. No, so I don't trust them to understand how I mobile mean, I don't know. No, no, they've done work. this fine. Uh, freaking Fire Emblem has been doing fine as it is. They try to do the uh, you buy once. Thing, and no one bought it. See Mario Run. People actually, were actually bitching in the comments and review section, like, "Why did I pay five dollars for this?" Like, 
free to play. I thought Mario Run was good, dude, because that it was, was cheaper like, and better than all it, this. It other is, garbage. but the problem is, like, if you read the reviews for it, like the average person who plays mobile games won't touch it because it's like it's not free. So why would I? Right. I mean, it's free to start, but then you're locked out. Like, why would but, I pay for this? I but the just... average person that plays mobile games are older people that don't play games like Mario anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Or really young people. It's either really young people or really old people. It, that's it's like really who does it the most. Mm-hmm. So when they try to do the uh, like a regular attempt at just like here's just a one time purchase, no one really bought the damn thing after but the it doesn't... initial press. exactly. Like this is the their market is people who will buy the game. So the more people they can get to buy the game, they're gonna go. Basically, that way. the mobile games market is extremely volatile, and it yes. will just fall apart one day because half your audience is old and is gonna die, and then the other half is gonna grow up and probably right. stop playing. We need to move exactly. on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, and that's why nothing matters, everybody. Speaking yeah, of nothing speaking mattering, of Nintendo things. Speaking of things that actually do matter. Oh, is it, it Nintendo? Yeah, it, it is Nintendo related. Hit me with this article. Fuck yeah, man. So, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is coming to the Switch. That's right. Someone remembered that Shin Megami Tensei was also a series, along with Persona, and was like, oh, I guess we should make another one of those, huh? Well, I mean, they always remember. The problem is, it was on on the 3DS. Well, the last one they made was an expansion sort of thing to 4, which, although it was technically a new game, my understanding is that it wasn't a, a completely new game, so... I mean, 4 is sold pretty well, all things considered. 4 is great. I enjoy 4, but my point is that it's... Making 4-2 is not the same as making a new SMT. I know, but like so. the idea is that we're finally getting off the handheld of a 3DS and yes. onto something that's on, on you know, a console, per se. Just like with Monster Hunter, we're finally moving on from handheld. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. The trailer was really cool. There is not a lot to it. I'm not going to lie. I think <laughs> this is supposed to be out next year, is that what they said? Mm, I think that's right. I'm not so sure also the benefit of this is that unlike the 3DS, it says the Switch, the Switch is reading free, so if Europe gets fucked again, they can just import from the US. Mm-hmm. I would say you also do it from Japan, but in the meantime, to read that and then have fun with that. Yeah, so uh, basically it was just, it was really more of just an announced trailer. They didn't show any gameplay as far as I could tell. Nah. And... Yeah. We didn't even see, like, a protagonist or anything. Uh, I just some... two people walking through, like, fucked up mm. Japan where the protagonist, or... Yeah, the maybe. Implied. But we don't even really see them, is my point. Like, we just get a, a back view of them. And... Yeah, that's all we really see. Yeah. But, yeah, but they recently were going through Japan that's fucked up again. Um, so, it was really just some music in the announce. But, hey, it's coming. You'll, you're gonna get an SMT game in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of spooky things, like heard... SMT monsters... It's another thing that I've never seen. Stranger Things Season 2 is out. You know what that is? Well, if you don't, you've probably seen the meme somewhere, which is the text from the title screen, and then someone writes something else with it. Stranger Things is a, a show about a man named Nope, Scully, already wrong. Who is with the other lady that I Patton can't remember Lindfalls. the name. Mulder. <laughs> and they fuck with an alien or something, and then... The xenomorph comes out of her vagina mm, and eats no. his face. Um, and then what does Mulder say? Uh, now that's what I call uh, a xenomorph. And yep, then that's it. there's an audience laugh and clap, and then it ends. Alright, so that's all you need to know about Stranger Things 2. No, uh, 
Yeah, it's a it's a interesting story set in the. Hey, when did Terminator come out? Uh, yeah, late eighties, seventies, maybe late seventies. I'm gonna look it up right now. Wait, part of the movie? I could, the, like, the, the original movie, October twenty sixth, nineteen eighty four. So, I don't think that they really specified in the first series. They didn't really make it super obvious exactly when it was set. Well, guess what? They do in this one because the Terminator is com- is in theaters and they show that. So nice. it's set in the mid eighties. Uh, and it's a, it's a story that is a story about supernatural occurrences around a town involving some kids and their families, basically. And a cop, uh, and it's really good. If you haven't seen the first season, I highly recommend seeing it. I'm going to try talking about this without really giving any away many spoilers at all. Um, I watched a few episodes already. I watched, uh, I guess, four, I think, episodes of the new season. There are... It, it is a returning cast. Uh, meaning, you know, it's not like they... It, it's not a setup like with... Uh, what was that series? True Detective. Um, that was popular a while ago. It's not like they're doing, like, you know, different people in the same town or a different town with crazy stuff happening. Oh, same... you mean it's not like uh, ruining the show completely and just changing it and making it weird? Right. Instead, it's the same cast in... Actually, season three of... Well, whatever. It's the same cast... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Fargo uh, did what True Detective didn't do really well. Um, it's the same cast basically, uh, returning, and yeah, there's some new characters, too. I, from what I've seen, it's pretty good. I will say that it does not have nearly as strong of a start as Season 1 did, um, but I think that's partly just because you know there's supernatural shit going on, whereas in Season 1, it's more obscure and something that sort of surfaces over the course of the series, um, so because you already know that that's an element of it, it's you know, reveals of that stuff, so, there isn't really a reveal as much. So what you're saying is, as someone who's never watched Stranger Things, you've just ruined a, a big plot point of it, and now mm. I'm never gonna watch it, and no. everything's pointless. Just, it, it, they even bill it as a supernatural thing, it's just, the the thing that is supernatural about it is out in the open in the beginning of Season 2, so because of that, you know, it's not as, uh, it's not as suspenseful as Season 1, I think. But Listen, one day I might have gotten Netflix again, alright? One day. <laughs> you don't one need day. Netflix to watch the show. And by Netflix, torrents. I mean the Pirate to Bay. There was a day one torrent of this entire series, by the way, up on the torrent site that I go to, so... Go figure. I mean, I have Netflix, what do you mean, but I never Mike, use it. Mike, you, you mean you watched it on Netflix legally, uh, right, I did. Mike? Yeah, actually. Yeah, Mike? Yeah. 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 Right, Mark? You also watched it legally, right? I mean, I have Netflix, but I never... I just don't use my account. <laughs> but I did watch it on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's it's good. I, uh, the first episode I thought was, I, I just was sort of missing the atmosphere of the first season, but after watching a few, I I think it sort of uh, got back in its groove and it was really good, and I like the new characters. So, all in all, I would a recommended watch from the plot twist with uh, the xenomorph coming out of the vagina was a bit weird at the end but yeah, you know definitely. all in all it was pretty good uh speaking of oh yes i love anime 
bad touches to vaginas. Oh, that was oh, not boy, a boy. great one. So, uh, what are we fucking thinking? I would have gone with speaking of horrible monsters that should be exterminated. Yeah, that too. Have you guys heard of NeoGAF? Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it was a site that you have to, like, <laughs> fucking send in an application to post on. And yeah, do you know really what it stands for? Uh, some yeah. cunt that's terrible. Neo, and then what does GAF stand for? Give me the forums. Uh, you can't. You said. Uh, you said uh, at the same time that he said the answer. God damn it! Game it makes it forums. mysterious. Yeah, just keep talking over each other. That's perfect for my. Uh, for fuck's sake! It's the gaming age forums. Yeah, well, he's uh, saying... which are a thing from the '90s, which was a magazine, if I remember correctly. Anyway, some people took over from those old internet forums and made a new forum, and it was a very popular video game forum for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just like any popular video game forum is full of really shitty people. And, uh... Yeah, especially the user base also got really shitty, too. Sure, I, I'm sure it was shitty from the start. And, uh... <laughs> that being said, it wasn't it was never an issue until recently, because, as they found out, owner of the site, Evilor, is his... Handle. T- handle. Evil. O-R-E. Uh... Well, Was caught shitty. having done some very shitty stuff. So, uh, in the wake of the hashtag Me Too campaign on Twitter. So we should put uh, more context into this. Evil Lore has been accused many times before, but the problem yes. is, this is back in the early, like, after 2010, or 2012, he has been, like, accused before, but because it was on his, posted on his forums, he quickly shushed it up and banned right. whoever accused him. No, this is the same forum that also gave us the pedophile ad, uh, right. moderator who was caught Internally in prison. So, hey. Yes. Who did also similar shitty things when people accused him. Boy, it goes a long way. Basically, suffice to say, this guy has been accused of doing stuff before, but through any number of reasons, uh, that never happened. Um, and instead, what did end up happening was that he, you know, shushed it up or you know, uh, his other mod friends didn't believe him or whatever, and ultimately, uh, it passed without any incident. This time, that's not what happened. This time, some the person in question who... I, I, I actually have this information. If you want to look it up, you can. You, you really want to find out, you can find out for yourself. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was necessary to actually mention who it is or talk about it, because it doesn't really change the ultimate story, which is that... Uh, a friend who, of his who uh, decided to stay in a hotel room with him for a convention, who was a girl, and um, they were in a platonic relationship. Not no, There was no hooking up of any kind at this time for, with them. And uh, at the time, she had a boyfriend. So uh, they went for a night of drinking, you know, whatever, got drunk, went back to the hotel room. Uh, she went to the bathroom because she was had drank too much and needed to throw up. So she went to the bathroom, started puking in the toilet, as you do. And I guess Evil Lore thought, man, this is a great time to get buck naked and approach her in a interested fashion while she is puking in this toilet on the you know, on the floor throwing up from being too drunk. And she has a boyfriend. I thought she was in the shower when this was also all happening. Mm, that's not my understanding. I think what happened was she puked all over the place. 
And then she went to go take a shower. And, and then maybe she, she got undressed to take a shower, and then he came in. That's my understanding. So I know there's more to this, but we're getting like well, the whole the point, point is, is a, she was creep. she was not inviting him to come in in any way. She just was super sick and needed to be in the bathroom and whatever. And for some reason, he thought that that was his opportunity. Uh, which already, if your friend is super drunk, you shouldn't be approaching them anyway that way, right? Because that's mm-hmm. already shitty. Mm. But um, he did that. She was not interested in it, and it actually passed without incident. She didn't report him. Nothing like that. And it wasn't enough of an issue for her that she felt the need to, like, get him in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. So then this campaign happened on Twitter, which is the hashtag MeToo campaign, which is about, you know, uh, women who've been sexually harassed and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in response to that campaign, she posted on her own Facebook page, not on Twitter for everyone to see, right? Just for her friends on Facebook. She posted a post that was, yo, I, hashtag MeToo, here's what happened. You know, just to share her experience and to get it off her chest, not to try to, you know, get him or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Her friends saw this post, and actually, she later realized that it was publicly viewable on her Facebook, and actually switched it to private, not realizing that. Which, boy, this is a whole another problem I have with Facebook, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just started posting imager links of it everywhere, and. You know, they they discovered it, and then it became a big thing. Mod team found out about it at NeoGAF, and so what do you think they did? Did they just shush it up like always and dip? Not this time. So well, basically, also what happened is that Evil Lord did find out about the Facebook post. He tried to get a statement to his uh, the admins and the mods there. They didn't buy it. So they said, right. fuck him, and they all left it. It was basically a big exodus out of NeoGAF. They had enough evidence from this post, and I think the, uh, my understanding is maybe they also sort of like talked to friends of hers or her uh, about the incident. And when they heard the overwhelming evidence against him and his shitty response, they were basically like, "Yeah, fuck off," and they dipped. Not like one or two of them, like all of them. Mm-hmm. So with no moderation team, almost immediately NeoGaf turned into a huge blow up. And everybody was asking to be banned and posting all sorts of whatever they wanted and et cetera. It basically started bleeding into the, uh, the off topic, which is a whole like another mess that Neil Gaff is involved with. But basically, the, the gaming site found out, started spreading. This all happened last week, by the way, last Saturday. This all right. kind of just blew up, and then and everyone else started finding out. It was basically a fun mess, just seeing, ev- just seeing everyone just going "fuck you," "ban me." And a bunch of shit posting on the gaff. Yeah, and it was a, it was enough of a blow up that the forums uh, basically died. Yeah, it it was also got DDoS, and then eventually there was under right. quote unquote maintenance for a couple of days. Uh, now my understanding is that Evil Lore plans to, having been interviewed by Kotaku, I read an article about this. Plans to continue running it, and ha- is like basically like, eh, fuck all y'all, I'm still going like. Come back, and you know he had his own statements to make about. <laughs> did he? The way you fucking said that. He sure he... did, and he had his own statements to make about the whole situation too. And I'm not going to get into that because I don't believe them. So, I, I really like to imagine that is exactly what he said. He's like, "Hey, I'm still going. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Come back." <laughs> no, the statement. The statement was like he was, he was pretty much just pushing the blame on her. Right. And everyone, everyone who, with any sense was like, wait, wow, you're a fucking asshole. Yep. 
So the ship boys continue, just like mocking, like, so hey, what game could I just go into a shower and just talk to this chick? Like, post like <laughs> that. And then, of course, we have our favorite band, the Goat Man, show up. It was like, so after the forum, yeah, after the forum went back up, it was just basically just chaos for a couple of days. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what this other thing that you said here is. I don't know what this is. But, so, the, so along with, along with bringing back the forum back, he also closed down Off Topic, which was like, he believes, well, actually, a lot of people believe this also to be a main problem with Gav, where it got so far up its ass about believing which, what's right. To be clear, it, what you're talking about is there was an off-topic forum within NeoGAF, which meaning not related to video games. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, people, stuff yeah, yeah, like movies, sports, but the right. main thing considered was like it was political talk, which like right. around like 2014, 15 was starting to blow up even more on the site to the point where like if you happen to just disagree just a little bit with the mods for people there, they would pretty much just like what's the word for it? Pitch uh, torches and pitchforks. Like, yeah, mob you. Yeah. Mob, yeah. Just like rage you, something like that. It got it got to the point where like But like also the hive, it was the hive... a, Go ahead. It was a, you know, wretched hive of scum and villainy, one of those places where, you know, a lot of gamer gators would go and et cetera, et cetera, and all that sort of garbage. So they would get banned for going there, but uh it attracted those types. Very and much. I mean even the regular people who were trying to be helpful were like being like just horrible people as well right. basically no side either side which is being like assholes but basically ha- a good chunk of this after the uh after the evil lord got found out a good chunk of the people on the site which we emergency discords and decided to come over to another forum which is what i have here which is a reset era which is okay. the which is the pretty much where anyone who wants a neo gap without the you know the guy go to without the guy <laughs> that guy <laughs> you know the one <laughs> uh so reset era okay so reset era is basically trying to be the new gaff which um reading some of the posts on their discords and stuff like that i don't know if it's gonna last it's just like i gotta be honest i think it, i think it's just end of an era but uh we'll see well, i mean it's the reset era all right. So basically, yeah, it, is, it is pretty much just trying to be new Gaff. Well, I think current Gaff currently is slowly dying because I think the funny thing I'm reading because I'm reading I don't more think information. They're slowly dying. I think they're dead and not re- slowly not reviving. I hear me out. So well, apparently, what's happening is that Evil Lord has also been trying to like unlock old topics or old threads that got deleted. Uh, Who cares? Locked. No, like he's trying to make it seem like it's active. Oh, like I get it. So like people are like, oh, this is for not dead. Just look. It's just, it's just, just seeing like the, at this point we're looking in the eyes of a man who's just gone delusional. Uh, I think he was probably delusional from day one. Well, I'm going to talk about video games now. Please. Speaking of terrible choices and bad, <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh... yes, really. <laughs> so please, tell us how Destiny 2 has gone for you. So here's what I did this week. I played Destiny 2. Have you guys heard of it? It's the second Destiny that I have. I had the first Destiny, and now this is my second one. I'm waiting for the next game that you're going to say that you played. Uh, I, I don't have one. So, oh, you, uh, you play Destiny 2 for 24-7, huh? Yeah. So, I'm going to read what I wrote here. Help me. Someone help me escape this endless abyss of grinding for gear to get to 265 light so I can do exotic quests and eventually do the raid, only to then end my life in a spectacular fashion. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good summary. 
of Destiny 2. But if you want to get into it, um, Destiny 1 is a game that I played a lot of, and I, I like. There are elements to it that I don't like, and there are elements to Destiny 2 that I really don't like. But overall, the core gameplay loop of shoot guys, get shit, shoot more guys, I'm, I'm into that. It's way... The gunplay and everything, in my opinion, is way better than a Borderlands or any of that stuff. It's really fun and feels good. Uh, I'm just going to say for the gunplay to be better than Borderlands, that's not really a lot. No. No, it's not. That's a very low bar to set. But it's better than than a lot of other FPSs, too. Would so, you describe it to me this being about as good as Halo 2 on PC? I will not say it that it is as good as Halo 2 because I have, you know rose-tinted glasses for that game, having that was a really huge game for me, but more Halo 1, but definitely Halo 2 as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that the gameplay is very similar to Halo in terms of the way that it plays. Like, there's, you know, floaty jumps, that's very much a thing. Most classes ha either have a sort of a boost jump where you hover for a bit as you're jumping, or they have a double jump or something like that, or they have like a, you know, a jet mm -hmm. jump or something of that sort. So, Jumping isn't just a straightforward FPS, like, up, down, done sort of Maybe deal. It would make sense, because, again, this is made by Bungie. Right, and it's in set in space and the future and etc. You know, you have laser guns, you have... Uh, you have, like, a... Pri basically, you have a primary, a secondary, and a, a tertiary, a which is more like a power weapon. Mm -hmm. And then you also have... Yeah, you can melee, but that's not... It, your melee is a whole other thing that has to do with the class skills. Right. And you have three base classes, which are basically tanky dude, who's meant to get shot a bit and also deal good damage, uh, sort of squishy guy who has strong abilities, and mage-type character who is also squishy but has more of, like, you know, fireballs and stuff instead of sort of, like you know, more technical abilities, right? Um, or or I guess I would call the second guy more like speedy guy, which, and they're Titan, Hunter, and Warlock are the name of the classes. Right. Uh, all that carries over from Destiny 1. There are, within those classes, there are three different skill tree sets you can go down. So I'm just going to talk about the one that I did. I don't want to get too deep into this, but... Um, mm. So for Warlock, you can do Void, which is basically, like, dark energy shit where, like, you know, um, for the Fireball, you can, like, do, like, a cluster grenade. Or for the grenades, you can either have a cluster grenade or a grenade that has, like, seeking projectiles or a grenade that just sort of locks down an area and does damage over time. You can have a jump that's... You can have, like, some sort of regular uh, hovery jumps that Warlock has, or you can actually have a teleport jump. Uh, where you just jump and then you blink a distance and then you reappear. Um, and for the super, it's like this big fucking fireball Hadoken move that you shoot out and creates a big ex void explosion. There's also a class that's where y your super is instead... Um, uh, you gain like fiery wings on your back and you get a flaming sword and you swing it to, like, throw out sword projectiles at people for a while. And then the last one is Arc, which is, like, the super is, uh, 
you, I, I again, like I could go super into all the stuff, but I'm just going to mostly describe what it's about. The super is like you get into uh, a form where you're floating off the ground. You can shoot electricity out of your hands like the emperor from Star Wars, basically. And uh, yeah, you can like throw a grenade that calls lightning down or whatever in an area. So Jesus. there's there's a good amount of difference between the three different uh, subsets in the classes. Unfortunately, there's a lot of elements to this game that are bad. Here's a great example. You don't have access to all those classes right away. When you start the game, uh, the, which, boy, the story in these games is really bad. Or the lore, I think, is good, actually. And I think the world building and stuff like that is really cool. Yeah, I love the lore of being told to go on to Bungie's website and read. Uh, that's, that's so that, that's all gone now. But they actually put it in the video game? Yeah. But also, um, you know... It's just just the way it's structured, it's just kind of awful. The designs and everything, uh, you know, for enemies, for the worlds, for all that, it's really cool. Um, I just think that the actual written dialogue stuff is bad. It's not Hmm. good. Uh, which makes you want to skip it, and... In that case, you miss out on some of the other lore stuff, which sucks, because that stuff is some of the cool stuff. Um, that being said, uh, I did beat the quote-unquote story of Destiny. Um, is The ending is predictable and not super exciting. Uh, when you beat the ending, you get to a new, uh, a new hub area you get access to. Uh, it's a relatively familiar one. Um, and yeah, like there's a lot of really bad stuff in that game. Like the fact that you don't have access to all the classes at first and unlocking them requires you to get a random drop item, which seems to be pretty common still, but you, you just get, you literally you have to get a random drop item and then kill a ton of enemies or grind public events, which are basically like, um, they're kind of like uh, fates from Final Fantasy XIV, if you know what that is. If you don't, that's fine. But it basically just means... So they're terrible, huh? Yeah, so it says it's a quest that like you hang out in an area and like do a thing for a bit uh, out in the open world, not in an instance. And uh, when it's done, you get like some you know, sort of lazy, s- small reward for it. You have to do it for about 5,000 hours to make any real progress. You sure do, and you actually do oh, in Destiny too, because boy. even after, even ignoring the class stuff, where you have to unlock the classes just to be able to play as them, there's also this element of light. So the concept is like, when you get to level 20, which right now is the level cap, although they actually said this time, that will not always be the level cap. We will raise the level cap at some point. But right now, that's the level cap. And, uh, basically the idea is when you get to level 20, then the way that you measure your progress is not through leveling anymore. It's through quote unquote light, which is, uh, basically gear score from MMOs, if you know what that is. So the better your gear is, the higher your light level mm-hmm. and the best way to raise your light level, at least right now, and to get better gear and to move forward with all that stuff is to grind the shit out of public events, which sucks. There's other little activities you can do along the way. Like, you know, grabbing, uh, uh, hidden caches and doing, um, fuck, I forget what they're called. Patrol missions and stuff like that in order to get coins 
which you spend at reputation vendors to get legendaries, which are purples, which are the second highest uh, level of gear. Um, and you do all this, and you you basically just spend like five to six hours, uh, depending on your luck, grinding gear to get to 265 light, which you need to do, because if you don't get to that level, and then you try to get exotics, which are the super high level uh, rarest items, and you get them at a lower level, then you'll never be able to get higher than 265 light, because that's really the only way you can get higher than that. And you need to do that to be stronger, to be able to do higher level stuff. Mm -hmm. So, it's this whole, like, God, the economy is so bad, and this time, they've changed stuff, like, now shaders, which are things that you use to color your armor and guns. The cool thing is, you can color each piece of armor individually now, and your gun individually. That sounds really good, right? But the problem is now, shaders are not unlimited use. They're all one-time use items. Okay? So now, you have to find... And they also only last a certain amount of time, right? No. They, la they last as long that you put it on and it's on until you change it. Okay, but, the, right. but the thing is that it's limited use. So let's say you find two of a shader, but you have five pieces of armor. So, yep, so you can't color everything. You, you can't even color everything more. that color until you find more. And I heard that uh, the things that give you a bunch of them, they give you exactly one less than you need to for a full no, set. No, it's, it's completely random. So whoever said that is wrong, because as somebody who's been doing this for a while now, it's literally just completely random how many you've got. I've gotten five in a drop before, but it, it is literally 100% random, so it, it's worthless. Sometimes you get two, sometimes you get three, sometimes you get four, sometimes you get five, sometimes you get one. Uh, and yeah, it sucks, and... All the cosmetic stuff now has real money transactions attached to it. You don't have to use them. So once you get to level 20, you get some bright spheres, which are basically treasure chests that contain cosmetics in them. And um, you can, every time you, when you're level 20, you still gain experience. And it, it doesn't seem like it increases the amount you need. I might be wrong about that, but it doesn't seem like it does. So every time you fill up your experience bar again, instead of leveling up, because you can't, obviously, anymore, since you're at cap, you get a Bright Sphere, which is a, you know, treasure chest with these consumable items in it. So you can technically grind out uh, cosmetics for your character, but you can also just buy them with real money in a game that is already a $60 product, and it feels cheap and shitty and not good. Wow, Activision did, did something kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Wow, who would have fucking thought that a company that patented a system to make you buy more microtransactions would do something shitty with microtransactions? Yeah. So there are, like, so many caveats to this game, and I, I almost can't recommend, like, buying this game, in a sense. Like, especially, I would say, if you haven't already played Destiny, I really can't recommend this game to you, because it's just, there's a lot of really scummy and grindy and bad shit about it. That being said, if you liked Destiny 1, like I did, this is more of that, and in my opinion, especially the environments and uh, the new enemy types and stuff like that are really cool and exciting. So if you like Destiny 1, this is more of that and arguably better, in my opinion. Although I would say right now, Destiny 1 has way more content than Destiny 2 does. Well... Well, yeah, it's been out a bit longer, but... Right, and they have all those expansions and stuff. So, right. once there's a couple of expansions attached to this, I could be more 
positive about saying get this game at a $60 price tag, you know, as like a game of the year edition type thing. But as it is, man, it's it's kind of a mess right now, but it's fun. I'm despite that I'm having a lot of fun with it. So, but it's like it's like that weird addictive kind of bad fun a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, like Overwatch. One very important question, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, can you find a random trader that's still uh, voiced by Peter Stromer for some reason? I mean, they took him out of the first game. So are you talking about Zer? Uh, I don't know. I just know Wait. he was a trader with like a few lines of dialogue, and that's. Oh, it. I don't think that's enough. Then never mind. I don't, don't know. Um, I don't think Zer is voiced by him, but uh. There's a reason that Destiny 1 costs like $500 million to make, and it's because they're very dumb and they spent the money back. Hey, you know what that reminds me of? I didn't like the music very much in Destiny 1. I thought it was pretty boring. I won't say that the music in this game is amazing, but it's better than Destiny 1. So, yeah, that was literally all I did this week. So, each Jesus. Oh, actually, the, the only other gaming-related thing that I did this week was I got a 120 gigabyte SD card and installed every 3DS game that I own. Nice. <laughs> On my 3DS. Uh, I should Mark. do that. Hey, can you uh, install every 3DS game I own real no. quick? But what you've no, been wait, gaming, just Mark? hold on. It's no. real quick. No, no. What? It's, you're already done, actually. Mark, what you've been gaming? Okay. Uh, I actually bought like three or four games this week, crazy enough. Wow. Weird, because I don't play anything. So, uh, I have yet to play it yet. I already heard good things about it. I have bought Snake Pass on Switch. Ah, yeah, the, that's the weird game where you use the snake to climb up stuff, right? And it's like... Yes, it's yeah, uh, made yeah. by uh, Sumo Digital, who did the uh, All-Star Racing games. Yeah, so, that game good is people. weird looking. I've only seen footage of it. I have... Cause it, was like, it was like $10 on Switch. Like, I, I can't pass that up. Right. I, I also rebought Shovel Knight, because it's also on sale. Yep. So, I played a little bit of the uh, the second campaign, which is Plague Knight. I don't like the way he controls at all. I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, wait, what is um, what is Shovel Knight like? All, uh, do you mean Butt Knight? No. Oh yes, Butt Butt, the greatest Butt. I don't. I, I no. I don't think I get this meme. No. So, so in Shovel Knight, if you name your profile Butt, it changes all the uh, the character names. The uh, anything with shovel it changes, it changes the butt. a lot of words to Butt. Exactly. Oh, wow. So Shovel Knight just becomes Butt Butt. That's a lot. And there's a quote in there just called The Greatest Butt. So. Uh, it's my favorite dumb thing you can do in a video game that I've never played. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, playing that. Because I already beat... I, I actually beat Shovel Knight back when it came out. I bought it on... I had... I, I, I actually sent money to the Kickstarter. I got the Wii U version. Surprise, surprise. So... <laughs> but when I got the Switch, I was like, oh, I want that on the Switch now. Because I don't want to touch my Wii U anymore. So there you go. I rebought it for when it was on sale for like twenty dollars. Very nice. That'll come with uh, the last expansion, which which I think is coming out next year, uh, King Knight. Yeah, correct. But anyway, Plague Knight. Like, I think he feels he feels a bit slower than uh, Shovel Knight. His bombs, I don't really like the way they arc or just how they move, and because he has this wonky like uh, bomb. Oh, jump. Plague Knight, right? Yeah, I was thinking of um. Spectre Knight. Spectre Knight, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't. I want to try his gameplay. I mean, they are very similar in theme. I mean, one's a spooky scientist, the other one's just a spooky ghoul. I so. haven't heard anything about Plague Knight, but I heard that people didn't love the Spectre Knight uh, gimmick of wall run, and then... I actually, while I was watching Vinny play that, I actually kind of liked that. I have yet to try it yet, though. 
But Plague he Knight... He looks cool. But yeah. yeah. I like the way they did. He put that campaign together. But Plague Knight... It's because uh, he has a mechanic where if you hold the jump... The, the attack button, you do a bomb jump. Oh, and for, okay. And there's like... So you have basically just like large pits every every now and then. Where if you fuck up, you just fall into the hole. And die. Mm-hmm. So I've yet to really figure out the mechanic properly. Because there are parts where you have to do the jump, attack the wall, and properly land again. Because... If you attack and then you hold wide again while you're in the air, because you get a bit of air time if you do like at a, if you attack, right? You can actually do it again, I think. So you can do like bomb jump, attack a couple times, hold it, and then jump again. Wow! So every now and then I'll I'll fuck that up and just fall into a pit. <laughs> but before, like, cause I was finding a Spectre Knight in the game. I was having trouble trying to hit him because he's always swooping around, and because you, you can't, you don't aim straight. You aim in an arc. You aim like diagonal. Right. So my shots always kept missing. If, you, if I'm doing the bomb jump, I already have, I automatically have white hold. So I keep getting hit white again to attack. So it fucks me up. <laughs> That's really annoying. And I don't really care if it's... I don't really care for any, any like, extra abilities. You have, like... So you have an ability that gives you... It's a potion. You can just conjure it if you have enough magic. Okay. What does it do? Well, when you use it, you, any enemy you hit gives you, like, half a heart. Or half an orb heart, whatever. Okay. So it's handy during boss fights or when they spawn like, new enemies, like Spectre Knight does. Sure. So that's how I kind of survived the fight. Otherwise, I would have just died. So you do find you, you do find vials in the level, which gives you like an extra heart, an extra container of heart, along mm. with gives you a, a regular heart. Because you only start with four heart pieces or heart. Oh, okay. Orbs, whatever. Plague Knight has orbs. Like four orbs, and you add four more through these little containers. So if you die, you lose them all. Well, the ones you have already like used. So it's one of those things where I have to get used to it if I play more. Sure. So that was tough playing night. I also I feel like I bought one more thing. Well, besides from Mario, Mario, Shovel Knight, Snake uh, Pass, Snake Pass, uh, a game from the olden days got updated like last week. So oh, I played yes. a little bit of that. And what was yeah, that? Uh, team Fortress. Oh, oh, the game that won't die. Oh yes, Team Fortress. I love Team Fortress Classic. I love games made by Valve, who definitely still makes games and doesn't not make games anymore. I mean, Dota exists. I love the orange box. I mean, I technically, Valve didn't fucking make Dota. Valve, yeah, Valve has nothing to do with the Dota. They literally hired another company to do it for them. To be fair, they didn't make Portal either. They just hired the people who made Narbacular Drop and then made to have them do make Portal for them. Yeah, so. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the more recent... Uh, Valve games are actually completely made by other people, and Valve just buys them. Uh, yeah, that's actually true. But what did they do to TF2? So they've been... They've been did they make it into a MOBA? Oh, God, no. Did they put Dota hats in TF2? They did at one point, but they never actually... Like, <laughs> what did they actually do? So, they've been had to end this update for the last couple of months. It's like, it just said it was a jungle update. Mm-hmm. But, but it also, like, I think it was, like, September or August, they also showed off some patch notes they were planning to do, like, a big weapons update, because mm-hmm. there's some weapons that need to be fixed. But the pop... Like, so just they, patching the weapon, like, making them different, or imbalancing them, cha- or... Balance changes. Okay. Not adding new ones. No, actually, they didn't need to add new ones, but I'll get to that okay. in a minute. Yeah. So they also did a contest earlier this year, where who gets the new gear, who, who gets the new weapons, either the pyro or the heavy, because they both need to be fixed up. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of fucked up in their own different kind of way. And a pyro one. So along with that, we were waiting for basically three things to happen. A pyro update, this jungle update, 
And I guess Halloween? Jungle update? What? I'll get to in just a second. So they, they they showed off a map that was set in the jungle like earlier this year. Oh, okay. They said they also told the, the map people to be like, hey, make some maps for you want to be part of this update. So they did. So They don't even make their own updates anymore. They actually, this time they actually did. And I, we were all shocked too. So two weeks ago, they actually put out the first video uh, for, they called it Mercenary Park. A little TF2 short, about three minutes long. They basically set the stage for the fourth day update. So they added like six new maps. Uh, again, wow. cosmetic. That's way more than I would expect already. So it's one Valve map and five community maps. Each, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, each uh, map has. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like the CS:GO map packs. They, they Tier Two has been doing this for the longest CS:GO has done, even uh, longer. Okay, all right. The two of them share like the same like kind of like team ideas. Right. Well, it's always been, like someone mentioned in, like in our chat. Like, Tier Two is like the, the the test bed for like Valve ideas. Gotcha. Like, with the crates that came from TF2, the way, yep, like, yep, yep. skins and that kind of... Like, the trading system came from TF2, etc., etc. Anyway. So we got six maps. Uh, Pyro got about four different weapons. He got a... I got an air cannon, like a fire... It's a fireball gun. I don't know how to describe it. Like, you have a flamethrower that shoots a fireball. Right. It's a gun that shoots fireballs instead of a flame yeah. wave. Right. Yeah. He also got a, a jetpack and a bitch... Uh, and a slap gun. A bitch slap. Especially describe that, it. It's not a gun. That's just you slap someone. Exactly. It's just a glow. You slap people. <laughs> also, how is a jetpack a weapon? That's just a jetpack. It's a secondary. So okay. The secondaries in, in that game have been either like either weapons or like utensils. Gotcha. But let me guess. You could set people on fire with the jetpack. You can actually put people out. Uh, you can actually take people out of fire. Your teammates. Oh. It's not I think really a the main pack, gimmick is that you imagine... fly around and you're lucky enough you can stop on people and you do damage. Think of it like a Goomba. So along with so that was the second day they introduced the uh, in the third day no was it the fourth day or third day? Crap, it was like it was like four different days. I'm trying to remember what the hell they were. the second day they introduced the um, the skins. So they added war paints which lets you like customize your weapon skins. Okay. So that's like that's that's the usual thing like hats cosmetics that's whatever. Yeah, now you can customize the hat colors, yeah. That's always been a thing. Right. No, but I mean, they're doing that but for weapons, basically. Yeah, introduced, yeah, the, the CSGO skins are now in TF2. Anyway, on the fourth day, the big one, they introduced the patch notes, which introduced the balance changes. And they, they ended up fixing up a lot of weapons. Some good, cool. some bad. I think a lot of people are starting to figure out that maybe that Valve does their testing in the 6v6, <laughs> so like, on a full server... Right. So, while some guns do uh, get properly balanced for a lot of people, some guns are just, like, rendered useless against, like, a full crowd. Right. So, it makes you wonder, like... Because TF2 used to have a beta, so, uh, a separate client for the uh, beta. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did more testing. Then they realized that nobody used it. So, they just they got rid of shot. it. So, they just put in shit as they went on. It's because, I think I, think I read this somewhere, like, TF2... It's basically where, like, new Valve employees go to get, like, the hang of how the Valve works. Sure. So, yeah, people who actually are passionate about the game, they will, like... It's not a, it's not a very big team. Let me, like, 20 people compared to, like, Valve's other projects. That's definitely not a big team. Yeah. Is that including artists, too? Wow. Maybe. Mm. I know, like, most of, like, the... We're still waiting for that last comic, by the way. <laughs> I should probably mention... Like, TF2 comics have, like, 
they mentioned they're supposed to be like bi monthly. Between the last one and the one before, we're like, oh, like, for like a year. <laughs> yeah. But they're good, though. They're fucking good. So. And then, as per usual with TO2 updates on the first day, it broke. Everything broke. Of course. Everything, everything fucking broke. As with broke. anything, yeah. Oh, God. So, like, because you had to do contracts to get these weapons, and um, you had to go through matchmaking, which matchmaking was broken for a good, like, six or so hours. Mm-hmm. If you were lucky enough to get in, then good for you. You got the new <laughs> shit. So we were just like, everyone was just like waiting on this. Because they, they, pretty much, they changed the interface to be more like CSGO, where you could be in a party of six, and you could do it anywhere in the game. Where like before, oh, you only do okay. it in the main you, uh, the main front page, right. before you get into a server. Yeah. Now you can just do it anywhere and just invite people to your party. Oh, that's cool. I like that. They should put that in CSGO as well. That is in CSGO. Is it? For the most part, yeah. Mm. I think I think the, the session joining people through like and you're actually in the game. I don't think you can join a party in game. I mean, you can just join people through Valve servers. In CSGO, I know, but that's so. not the same thing. I'm talking like. Well, you see, the problem is that TF2 took out that took it took that out when they did matchmaking. Ah. You know, so this is this isn't kind of their way to fix that problem. Though I it, see. It, it just kind of made things worse. Right. I have yet to get any of the new weapons yet. I've been busy. I've, been, I've only played for like maybe like two days when the, when the update came out. Sure. Just trying to get, to get the uh, new contracts. Yeah. The new map, I've only played also a couple of maps. I like most of them except for, I think, the payload map enclosure, which is like, it's a multi stage payload map, which uh, I always have problems with because even though you lose, even if you win the first round, you have to play, replay the map again. Right. It's, it's multi-stage. Even if you win one, you still have two more stages of the map to go. Ugh, so that ugh. could take a while. Right. For some reason, I can only do that. I can only it's tolerate like playing a MOBA length game. This is, which is why I prefer a map like up, uh, Upward, which is just, just like one big stage. It's right. really fun. But, uh... Cool. Yeah. It's it's still like, it's still kicking. TF2 always has 60, like 60k people playing almost every day. That's just... so many more than I ever would think. How many uh how many people does Battleborn have playing right now? Not sixty k. Uh, let's fucking find out together. Yeah, let's, let's find let's... that out. You really want to dump on Randy Pitchford and me in the podcast that badly? Right yes, now? fuck yes. Randy. Uh, Battleborn has forty two people playing right now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Is it weird? That's actually more them... than I would think. Wait, I don't, yeah. how many how many of those people are Randy on another computer? Two. <laughs> he's got just, two computers. He's only so. got two hands. He's only got two hands. Well, no, um, he's not actually playing. Mm. He just has it started. Oh, no, he's playing. Uh, <laughs> hey, Maggie. Playing what, himself. Maggie, Maggie. Yeah? What'd you play this week? Oh, it's uh, funny you should ask, because I've been playing Battleborn. I'm mm, playing it I don't right believe now. that, actually. There's this guy that I'm fighting right now. His name's mm. Randy. I don't mm. think I believe he keeps that. Keeps yelling what? at me that Colonial Marines is a great game, and I'm scared. Oh, that that is scary. Anyone who yells that's a lunatic. Uh, Yeesh. What have you actually been playing? Uh, not too much. Again, kind of. That's fine. You're allowed to not play too much. But uh, played a, a little bit more of the Metal Gears. Metal Gears Five, uh, the Phantom Gears. Yep, and it's still just like, yeah, this was almost a good game. Gameplay-wise, it's well, great. Well, why are you still playing it if you don't like it? I mean, I like the game. It's fun. All right, there you go. And I know I'm never getting another Metal Gear fucking game or anything like <laughs> well, that. Well, you are. The Phantom soon. Survive or whatever it's called is coming. 
no, no, that's not. We're not. I'm not fucking giving Konami money ever again at this point. Uh, Death Stranding. It's on its way. Uh, yeah, that's 2022. probably not gonna be like Metal Gear Solid. That's basically a Metal Gear game. Did you see there was a baby? It seemed like with Metal Gear Solid Five, like Kojima really didn't want to keep doing it. There's almost definitely gonna be nano machines in Death Stranding. So uh, I mean, there's some weird baby stuff. So yeah, 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 that's that baby's probably made of nano machines. Uh, and then I guess the only other thing that I really, like, played a little bit of is some random survival game I have called Seven Days to Die, and it's really janky, and I bought I it a while ago. I never heard of that. What is it? Is uh, it on Steam? It's, like, it's a voxel-based kind of survival game with zombies in it, and it's really Is this, like, janky. is this a spades? And it's in, uh, Early Access, and, uh, it's really, it's really janky. Like, it's really janky. <laughs> Still, like you see, oh, okay. I was thinking like a game that's just like this is how is this voxel based? You know what a voxel is? Yes. Oh, don't worry. I know what a voxel is, and it is voxel based. Is it really? Yes. Everything is squares. Seven so days you, to die is the name so of the game. So if you break like a block, it is a block, and you build things with blocks. I that's not seven days to die then, because we're looking at the store page. I'm right looking now. at this, and this no, is no, not is. voxel. It is. It doesn't look like it because it's made to look like kind of realistic, but it is voxel based. But when you actually break something, it turns into a square. Uh, you build stuff with like squares, and everything is like square based, but it kind of like rounds the edges out a little. But it is voxel based. That's okay, so, so weird. So are the environments destructible? Uh, you can do whatever you want and blow everything to hell if you really want. Okay, so it is voxel based then. So how does this game make you feel when you play it? Um, like I want a, a new stalker game uh, instead of a, a zombie that. survival game. No, no, I want a new one. Well, you've I been want... playing a new one. Uh, I've been playing a mod, that's fun, but, like, I want, like, a game that's kind of, like, survival horror, but stalker instead, and has good gunplay, because Yeah, you should nice. play, um, fuck, what's that game that... Metro. Uh, Met- no, I want, like, an open world kind of thing. I like walking around. I think the most recent Metro is kind of like that, a little bit. It is not. <laughs> it is sure? not at all. The most yes, recent I one? I am sure. Right. Last Light is not open world. What about uh, Destiny 2? That's an open world shooting game. Alright, buy me oh. Destiny 2 so I can't start it on my computer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's do that. Alright. Is that all you've been gaming? Um, I, I just, like... I just... I just... I just want... Like, I almost like those survival games. You know what I mean? I played... I uh, like them. Have you ever played PUBG? I, don't, I bet it wouldn't run very well on your computer, but... Have... Uh, no, because I looked at that and I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to run, so I never got it. I think it would run. I don't know that it would run well, but I think it would run. And I will say this, I have played other survival games. I've played Ark, I've played the, uh... <sighs> I forget what it's called, but the, like, condensed version of Ark as well, um... And I've played H1Z1, and I've played... Oh, I'm sorry. That other zombie one that I don't remember the name of, uh, that was really popular for a while there. Daisy? Yeah, thanks. And, um, having played all of those and then playing PUBG, yeah, they're pretty bad and PUBG is good. Uh, Players Unknown Battlegrounds is technically not a survival game. Right, so it turns it's out like that... It's like a that... Battle Royale, King of the Hill kind of yeah. thing. 
so it turns out that the element of survival games that I don't think is very fun is the it's part the survival part. Right, is the part where you're just walking around like collecting water and then you don't find any and then it takes forever to ever get any kind of actual weapon. And then if you're lucky, you get one and then you have like two ammo. So then you try to build a house and then a group of dudes with assault rifles kills you. And then right. that's that's the Here's game. the thing. I don't like playing those type of games in multiplayer because I don't like how people usually just fuck around and just kill everybody. And right, so shit. the thing is, that's the only way to play those games, though. There's no point, at least for me. I mean, like, with Stalker, like a game like that, but I want Stalker, to be a bit yeah. more like, you can build things. But Stalker is more of an FPS like than I think a lot of those games are. A lot of those games, in my personal opinion, end up coming down to this element of... Yes, we have combat, but it's not good. It's just sort of there. And then I, I like the the tension of like walking around an open world and trying to find things and then holy shit, people are shooting at me all of a right. sudden or oh my god, there's a giant monster thing. Yeah, yeah, and I get that and and I agree with you. That's that's makes stalker I don't good. like when it's like you have to drink uh every 2 minutes or you right. will die. So but so I, here's the, here's the thing about PUBG, right? Is that they have condensed that experience down to only the fun parts, which is you go somewhere and you find a gun, and you actually find a gun. Yeah, you might not find the best gun. Well, you might have to look in a couple uh, of different places to find a good gun. But you find a gun, and then you have good shooting, and then you go and you shoot people with your friends, and it's fun. Yeah, but that game's more like a battle royale. Uh, well, that game's game. more about the actual gameplay shooting part than it is about, about being the, the last aspect. one alive. I'm talking more about like I kind of just want a single player stalker. Like, no, game. no, I get just what you're saying. More you like, want. you know, just just like I just want a, a game that I want. All right, I don't know how to explain. Yeah, it. you're allowed just to fucking... want that. I, I I get what you want. I'm just saying that I, I also hate how every single survival game is like a janky fucking early access thing that's I wouldn't not really finished. call Stalker a survival game, is is why I think, though. Is... Uh, a lot of the mods and, like, later games, they do add, like, you have to eat and sometimes well, right. sleep. But, but, but those are often mods, optional. Yeah, and it's mostly the mods that make that happen. But they also, like, the, the way they do it in Stalker is, like, it's they handle it a lot better where you don't have to do it constantly, which I like. Yes. Because that's really obnoxious. Well, you should just play one of the Fallout games with all those mods turned on, because that's a thing, too. Yeah, but Bethesda is bad at making oh, Yeah, because their engines. gunplay sucks. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I, if you're saying the Stalker game engine is good, though, I don't know what to tell you, because it's not. No, I didn't say it's good. <laughs> Alright. But, like, the shooting is better by far than, like, either of those two things. Um, alright. Hi, I am... Emails. Yes. <laughs> so we got a few this time. I'm going to read them first. Our first email How come you comes in because uh, I'm the interim host. Uh, I am. Actually. No, you're not. Miko asked me to be. All right. I think you'll see my name right here. I have, on I have photo evidence. E emails. <laughs> the first one comes from friend of the podcast, Cosmic Bard. Hey, podcast boys. I have a poorly aged game experience for you. So the topic was poorly aged games or movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Back in the day of the PlayStation, Lunar Silver Star Story, which is, boy, that is a mouthful to say, was a pretty impressive thing with a full collector's edition, including a leather-bound art book, music CD, behind-the-scenes video, etc. The game itself, however, had already started to show its age, having been a port of a two-year-old Saturn game. Trying to play this game again recently, even with the remake, was just bad. The story is cheesier than a dad joke, and the combat is drier than a mummy's dick. That's how we describe it. Yeah, you know when they remake something and add a single new gimmick to make it fresh? This game's most recent remake needed that badly. Instead, it's a single button mashing slog with no interesting mechanics to speak of gameplay-wise. It got on by its charm and novelty, but I don't think it can hack it anymore in a world already filled with formulaic JRPGs. You ever played this game, Lunar? I've heard of it, but I would have never actually played it. You ever played that, Maggie? Uh, no. Uh, I did have a PlayStation 1 long ago when I was a wee child after the Sega Saturn broke for the second time. Because that was a bad console. <laughs> so, um, Lunar is the one with the girl with the, uh... Or, sorry, the guy with the big stupid triangle hat and the girl has blue hair and has the little white, like, cat dragon thing on the cover. Um, and I, I did play a little bit of that game back in my day. And yeah, it's super generic. It's about as generic as it gets. Um, that being said, uh, I didn't play that much of it because instead the game that I played a lot of on PlayStation 1 was Arkville Ad, which I think has held up a lot better than Lunar. Um, um, I, uh, I don't really remember much from when I was a kid playing the PlayStation 1, but I do remember one game, so can you tell me how much better or worse it is than Donald Duck, Quack Attack, or Going Quackers, or whatever the fuck it was called? No, because uh, I never played that game. Yeah. Well, but you I see, bet... you play as Donald Duck. I can't speak to the That's gameplay, um, but, I don't know, there really almost nothing about Lunar stuck out to me. As a game, the story is pretty generic too, and I really like that game very much. So I get where he's coming from, but I can see how you would fall into, you know, be interested in that game as a kid because it's like, ooh, anime. It's a JRPG. I love those, and it, it looks. It's got a cover with cool stuff on it. Yeah, it's just like I don't... a relic of its time because certain anime back in the day wasn't as like widespread as it is now. I I don't like JRPGs though. Okay. I, I want to play fun games, like uh, Pac-Man World. You want to play fun games, like Steak Eater, who writes in, Time Splitters 2 was one of my faves, but after the modern age of shooters, Look Spring on AIM makes it unplayable. Alright, I'm going to have to say no to this one, because Time Splitters 2 and 1 both still play well today. Okay, yeah, so... So, no. I agree with you. The third one aged I, worse. I actually... Wait, perfect? My cousins, yeah. who live in New York City, um, they sort of f fell out of video games as they got older, but when they were young, they used to own Nintendo consoles all the time. So they had a GameCube, and they have Time Splitters 2 for the GameCube. And uh, I still sometimes, when we go over to their house for the holidays, if we do, uh, play Time Splitters with them because it's mad fun. Look, Spring on AIM is not something that bothers me, actually. Uh, it's just something that I think either you got used to 
and it stuck with you, or you didn't get used to it, and it didn't stick with you. And uh, uh, if you if you aren't used to it and don't can't make that transition back and forth, then I totally get why you would think this aged really poorly. But that being said, like, oh man, the weapons and time splitters and the all the crazy characters you could play as that stuff is so great. I honestly think, like, on a console, like, playing with a controller, the uh, way Time Splitters works is actually better than a normal first-person shooter. Because they... This is a team that did uh, the original GoldenEye on N64, so they kind of got used to how that kind of stuff works. They made the controllers perfectly suit with the controller. Right. And I will say the the one complaint I would have uh, about Time Splitters now is just... Man, playing that on a 480p TV... I don't know how I did that as a kid because some of those maps in Time Splitters are really big, like that ice map, and oh, yeah. uh, with the, just a big open area in the middle, and you can barely see some of the enemies from so far away. It's it's hard to like aim and hit them because of how far also, away they are and how small they are. I don't I don't know if you've ever tried to beat the game on the hardest difficulty, but goddamn, I haven't, and I'm not interested. That in doing shit that. is fucking hard. It's it's sometimes as hard on normal, so I. Adam Smasher on hard is one of the fucking hardest things in that game. <laughs> because, like, you have such a finite amount of fucking time. And then you keep having to hear Harry Tipper get fucking set on fire. Oh. Alright. So, well, you have to go ahead. I was gonna say, I played, I never played 2, but I played Future Perfect. So, I wouldn't know. Future Perfect, I, I feel like they made it, like, everyone's more squishy in that game compared all to right, the other all right, one. Alright, 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 we got emails. We gotta, we gotta move what? on. You don't... We got emails. You don't want to got... interesting things? No, we, we just, we can't spend that too as much time on every single one. Sacrifice. So. Welcome to hour three. Yeah, that's not what, that's exactly why that's not happening. <laughs> Wolfman's Got Nards says... My knee-jerk, despite the fact I still love it, is Sacrifice. For a game with the visual style and movement controls similar to an MMORPG or action game, the fact that there are few or inconvenient keyboard shortcuts for spellcasting makes the experience very dexterously complex. If you don't have the years of experience to move, click spells, change unit formations, and cast on specific targets at the same time. If you've never played this game, it's like almost like a third-person RTS. It's hmm. really weird. I uh I have played this game and it uh it, it is like a very good looking and sounding game, not in terms of like graphics but like um, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I like the, the style of it. Okay, yeah, and uh, it's got a lot of good like voice actors and everything's very nice. But the thing for me is I agree with you, but the thing that really gets me about this game whenever I look at it nowadays is it has that, what I would call, early PC game look to it. Very, bl very blocky, blurry textures, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, the textures are really rough, and it's super blockish. It reminds me of, um, what's that game? Uh, Kabuto, uh... Can we just say, like, Half-Life 1? No, one. Uh, Citizen Giants, Citizen Kabuto. It reminds yeah, me of that. Thing. It looks like that. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> they have and also that sacrifice look to them. at the time uh, it came out. Uh, I'm pretty sure it didn't work on most computers because <laughs> it was very intensive. Right, like you're running around. There's a ton of units and stuff happening. Because like, I think you can morph like all the geometry kind of 
and that was weird at the time. Wow. And so a lot of computers couldn't handle that. So yeah, I did try to play it, but it was kind of a bit too janky for me to play too much. I can definitely see how that would be dated. Um, next up is a, con- I would say a more controversial one. Fuck which, F-U-C-C. Writes in. If, if you think this is controversial, I don't know what to tell you, really. Writes in. The Witcher 1. I could and probably will play it again one day. But if you ask the community, that thing was a shit show, especially after 2 and 3. The menus can be kind of hard to read when you're used to the newer ones. A lot of the systems are kind of vague. A lot of design choices like that, I would say, are par for the course for PC games around the time it came out. But naturally, they immediately dated it when the games became a cleaner experience. I remember the skill tree being broken up into bronze, silver, and gold tier skills, and I can't even remember how you got skill points for the two higher tiers, because you would level up or complete a quest or something, and it would be like, you got a bronze skill point. I don't even remember that. I actually, when, right. I, when I read that, I had a uh, dark, like, sort of, like, you know, repressed memory moment of, holy shit, there were skill tiers that, like, work differently. Have you two played The Witcher 1? I sure have. I haven't. Um, the Witcher 1 is uh, not a good game. The gameplay uh, of The Witcher 1 is not good. I will I no. will openly admit that. The writing is kind of good, but you could see they're still trying to get like the I thought the writing was fine. It's not it's not amazing, but for a video game especially really, the time like, that I... um if you try and play the uh, game before the enhanced edition came out, yes. like, just look okay. up videos of that cuz that's amazingly fucking terrible. Yeah. So let me talk about this. I played that game on launch before the oh, Enhanced Edition oh. came out. And yo, you know, full transparency, that game sucked at launch. It was... Hey, did, have you ever seen a game with no animations on, like, half the things? Yeah, A, a was, like, oh, really boy. glitchy. Like, I mean, really glitchy. Rough. Um, and not something, like, you associate with the Witcher people these days, but it, but it was then. Uh... A CD project is that with them? Yeah. Um, yeah. Project. And uh, CD project Red. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, oh man, it was so glitchy. The, the combat felt terrible to do, and was like, r- like the most jank. Like, could not be more janky. You literally yeah, the combat in The Witcher One is really, really boring because it's just like click your mouse and that's it. <laughs> no, but it was also like there was like a timing element, and it was a bad like it didn't work. Yeah. Like, yeah. it, it was really, really hard to do, and yeah. even competently, because it was very tight. Especially pre-enhanced edition, it was, like, really hard. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, really just everything gameplay-wise, from The Witcher 1 to The Witcher 2, was a colossal improvement. And I still would even say, you know, The Witcher 2 has a lot of issues, so you can picture how bad it was in The Witcher 1. Um, I tried I tried to go back to this a couple years ago, and I couldn't. Also, if people remember, uh, another part of the combat was there were a lot more, like, weapon choices and fighting styles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, the thing is, like, you could use other weapons, but there's not really a point to most of the time, because they're all worse than the two swords. Yeah. So there's no reason to use them. Yeah. You just use another sword fighting style instead of switching weapons, because why the fuck wouldn't you? The meditation was slower, too, and, like... So the menuing was really bad. Just man, that whole game was yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I I fully agree with this. I don't I don't think you can go back to that game, especially if you have played two and three. Once yeah. you've played Once two and three, there's no going back. Two, two yeah. kind of is a bit dated now with all the keys yeah. and shit. But even but still, even even that is way better than the fucking first one. Yeah, no question. All right, our final email, which is not an email, and you should put it in an email and don't write it in Discord or in the doc. But I'm gonna read it anyway. Might as well. Is from friend of the podcast, frequent guest Concordat, or at Concordantly on Twitter, and he says, "Goldeneye, the biggest issue with playing the game nowadays is the way the controls are built around the astoundingly shitty N64 controller, which means a heavy reliance on auto aim. The AI is rudimentary at best and has a shitload of comical idiosyncrasies." Uh. I actually will totally still play multiplayer of this game, and I don't mind at all. But yeah, the single player of this game sucks, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think the game in general isn't very good, to be honest, at this point. I don't even think it's very good. It's not really about it being good. Um, it's a legacy game. If you want to play a, a good GoldenEye, uh, play Time Splitters 2. E- sure. Um, yeah, but... But but it, just in terms of like nostalgia factor, I would say like I... This game is still playable to me, even though I totally agree the N64 controller is really not great, and more importantly, extremely bad specifically for FPS. Um, But there actually is... There are ways to uh, mitigate somewhat the garbage of this game by, like, using a control scheme that lets it so that the C-stick, instead of having to stop and aim... The C stick moves your C button. Sorry, yes, moves your gun around, um, so that you can actually move and aim at the same time. Even though obviously you still have to rely on the auto aim for the most part. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's still I still get something out of playing this game from time and time again with other people who are nostalgic for it. But I yeah, I don't think I could ever go back to playing the single player of this game. I mean, the objectives, all the every. <laughs> It's funny, I, I don't remember if they got the actual voice actors um, for uh, GoldenEye or not. I don't like, think so. I think I, they... I think, oh, yeah. They yeah, I don't, like, I don't think they did. No, there was definitely some voice acting. I just don't there remember might have if... Been like, if they did, it probably just like got clips from the movie and just, like, just sampled out. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah... Um, it, it wasn't, uh, yeah, the single player is really cool when you're a kid because it's like, oh, it's just like the movie, but nowadays it's, you know, yeah, yeah, could, yeah, couldn't go options. back to it. Better options. So I, I mean, agree with that. I guess if you really want to play Golden Eye and just don't want to have to buy the ES4, there's always going to nice source. I guess. So what was yours, Game One? I didn't really have one because I wasn't here last time you mentioned this. That's fine. Uh, Maggie, uh, do you say have say a... a random game that you you think has aged poorly? Go. I don't know. I my mind's been kind of fuck... You don't need to. Know. Let's, let's we've been. He wasn't here for this question. What, what was yours? Sometimes this. Maggie uh, hit me. All right. Um, I I have several. I only want one. So uh, don't give me they're several. They're all tied together. Don't worry. Uh, every game that starts with the name Grand Theft Auto aged okay. badly. All of them, including GTA Five. That is a bad game. So, yes. So, what is your biggest problem? 
instead of asking you individually, what is your series problem with GTA? Why is it age poorly for you? Alright, well, here's the thing. The older ones, uh, at before 4, mm. uh, everything before that is fucking unplayable because the gameplay is awful. Really? San Andreas is just doable for me still. No, it's not. It's really not. I mean, watching the LP, I can kind of manage it again. It's not good, I mean, but it's doable. I've tried to play it. Like, I never beat that game because I, even when I was a kid, I was just like, I fucking can't play this game. But I can I can understand that complaint. But what about 4 and 5? Uh, 4 um, doesn't look great and still kind of is janky. Uh, but it plays pretty decent for the most part. Or is my so favorite I will, for the I will say 4, yeah, 4 definitely aged the best. I'll say. And I think for now, there's so, been so many mods and stuff with it. You probably could make it look decent and, you know, play a little more modern and uh, move some of that Four is kind of notorious for having a really shitty PC port, though. Yes, it is. It has one of the worst PC ports ever. Mm-hmm. For sure. uh, and then but they five, fixed it. Ultimately, um, it got better, for the record. It, but. They did. Took a while, Five though. is really, really, really just not fun to play because the story is really bad and they obviously cut so much shit out of the game to put it in the multiplayer. Uh, yeah, I will agree with that. I mean, mechanically, I will say it's the best. They, I, I had fun playing it. We played it for a couple days. What was it? And also having uh, NPCs just shout slurs randomly isn't really funny. <laughs> it's just dumb. They did that in 4, too, know? to be fair. They actually did that in all of them, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, but in 4, I never had a guy constantly, every other line he said, every five seconds be something, like he just shouts the word tranny over and over again. That's never really happened. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. That just kind of made me a bit uncomfortable, I was like, well, I don't really want to play this game anymore. Yeah. Um, and also, um, the characters in the storyline of 5 don't exist. There are none. It's actually a dream. There's you're not playing as anybody. I, Michael has exist. some character. The other two, I agree with you. He though. has some character at the beginning, and then they forget what it is. They the script got lost. Yes, or something. that is true. I don't know what yeah. happened. <laughs> well, it's not that they they forget. It's just they realize that no one would care, and they would rather just push more Trevor garbage. Then, uh, then Franklin. They wrote Franklin because they were like, well, San Andreas uh, was the last game this setting was in. And you played as a black guy in that, so let's have him again, like another black guy. But like, what's a character? We forgot how to write a character. Again. <laughs> what? How do we do that? Like, he seems like he actually has some basic character development happening, and then he gets a house, and then that's it. That's all that happens. That's with his, him. well. That's his and character development. He gets like a house. his character yeah. development is he gets a house and then just turns into a shithead. Like that's it. <laughs> And then Trevor is just the worst thing I've ever seen. The Trevor is the wor- like Trevor is the Rick of GTA Five, where he's not. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to relate with him. You're supposed to think he's really shitty and bad and whatever. But you. But instead, lots of people like him and do relate with him. And unfortunately, so did the writers. So mm. <laughs> instead uh, of just painting him as a crazy dick. They also tried to make him likable. There's, at the same there's time. a moment with Trevor that basically like exemplifies how much um, the people who wrote the game didn't give a fuck, and it was when they introduced Trevor. He kills Johnny from the fourth one, who yeah. may not be like a great character or anything, but he was a main character, and they just killed him in a cutscene 
because they want to show like how their new character is better than the old ones or some yeah. shit. Yeah. And even though it's just like Trevor is a worse character than Johnny, and that's kind of hard because Johnny wasn't much of anything really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I can agree with that. I think that I do think the gameplay of Five holds up though. I would still yes, I, the gameplay yes. is good, but there's like again with it's like Metal Gear Solid Five where there's just nothing there. I, I actually I actually like playing GTA Online. I I played that for quite a while. I I might even go back to that. Well, yeah, GTA days, Online was fun until they uh, made it even harder to play because yeah. everything's obscenely expensive and they made money even harder to get. Mm. Yeah, fortunately, I I got in before they did that. I got well, that big cash before that. it happened. Yeah, well, like sucks. all the new things cost like millions of dollars, and it's like yeah. I don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> like you want me to buy a digital yacht for fifteen million dollars? Are you fucking with me? Now spend a hundred dollars on microtransactions to do it. Oh no, but the hundred dollars gives you eight million, right. which isn't enough yeah, to you, buy you, anything. You need to spend two hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> all right. Okay. Let me do mine. So yeah, GTA is bad. <laughs> real quick, mine is a game that you may not have heard of because it's not good, and it re really, it kind of wasn't ever good. Like I won't. I think. So here's the thing: is like when I looked this game up, I was really surprised to see this. The uh, Metacritic score on this game. Which I don't know if this includes old reviews. Um, I take it that it 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 doesn't, and it's talking about the more recent version on Steam. But um, let's pretend for a second that that's not true. Even if it did, this would still be, I think, a high, a really high score. It's seventy-two on Metacritic right now. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a role-playing game. That you could say it's a JRPG, but that would be a lie because it's not Japanese. In fact, it's developed by Valkyrie Studios, who I don't know if they ever did anything else ever, but I'm pretty sure they don't even have a Wikipedia article, so that should really tell you a lot about how important Valkyrie Studios was. I'm sorry, I'm just oh, God, looking really was, quick. It seems like they only ever made this game. It was published by Monolith? Uh, so... Septeracor, Legacy of the Creator, is the name of this game. Whoa, wow, this is like some 90s ass This CGI. is some real 90s stuff. I love how even the cover looks oh, bad. It's, yeah. 90, it's 1999, of course, that's why. It is 1999. Uh, I played this game on my PC as a child in mm. the year 2000, I believe. So about a... About Maybe not a year, maybe I mean, I'm six just going to say this now. I typed Valkyrie Studios into Google, and the only thing that came up is uh, right there. Video game, Septeracore, Legacy of the Creator. This is it. That's about it. So, um, oh, by the way, just uh, on a relevant sort of funny thing, uh, the publisher for this is Monolith, which are the guys who made the Middle Earth games recently, and Fear, and Condemned, and that stuff. Uh, this was one of their earlier... Publishings. Um, hey, uh, I had like some nostalgia for this game for a hot minute there because I was like, man, I remember playing that as a kid. I really enjoyed that game as a kid. And I, and I never got very far because I was a stupid kid and it was a JRPG and I'm bad at those. And uh, there wasn't like a guide. 
back then to tell me where to go. So I didn't, I, could, I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do for some of the quests and got lost and gave up as a kid. So I figured, oh, hey, this game's out on Steam. I, I'll, you know, it came out in 2009, uh, the new version. Um, and I was like, you know, I think this was last year, maybe the year before. I was like, oh, man, I should check that out and see if, you know, now that I'm an adult. I can go back and play through it and do some stuff. I, hey, maybe now I'll, I'm a big smart adult. Yeah, I can figure this. And out. now that I can look up a guide online to tell me where to go and etc. And um, you know, and, and maybe I'll even do a little bit of an LP of it. I thought. Well, guess what? I installed the game, and uh, it only runs. It doesn't even run in 1024. I'm pretty sure it only runs at 800 by 600 at the biggest. Um, uh, it might have only been 640 windowed? by 480. No, it's not windowed. It's full screen, and there's no oh, way to make it windowed. It's just a big blurry <laughs> fucking. Can't even do all tap. I mean, all enter. So if you no, that doesn't work. Um, wow. and there's no option in game, of course. Uh, because it's old. Uh, so if you thought that was bad, boy, you'll love the gameplay of this game, which is also bad. Constant random encounters, really bad combat. Still extremely confusing of where to go. It has, like, the uh, the sort of maps, like, the environments of, like, a Final Fantasy VII, where it's, like, a sort of a 3D painted environment that you run around on in a 3D so fashion, the, but it's, the like, The background 2D. is an image. Right, know. yeah. It's, like, a JPEG sort of thing. And it's like a uh, PS1 RPG. Yeah. And there's, like, maybe a couple of, like, 3D type objects in it, but they're not really 3D. They're still that sort of 2D painted looking thing. And, uh, yeah, guess what? It's really bad. I I think I played 15, maybe... No, I probably maybe have a half hour or more. And then I was like, yeah, I'm never gonna play this again, and I'm, I was wrong for wanting to go back to this game, and I uninstalled it. So that's mine. Hey, do you want, uh, do you want me to read, like, quickly read through uh, some of uh, a little, like, uh, info thing I found on Valkyrie Studios? I, I guess... How not really, but it? sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Valkyrie Whatever. Studios Incorporated was an independent developer formed shortly after Viacom disposed of its interactive games business in 1997. Oh, cool. So they were formed in 1997, released their first game, Septeracore Legacy of the Creator, in October 31st of 1999. So hey, it's almost game. the anniversary. We should play that on your Emma's anniversary. Nah. Right? <laughs> uh, and then the game shut down in 2001 uh, when they couldn't find a publisher for their next game, Seraphim. So basically, they made this game, and it was so bad that they couldn't find a publisher <laughs> for this for Pretty a new much. game. Good job. Um, Pretty all right. much. So finally, let's uh, let's finish this out with the internet sinkhole. Yeah, boy. I will go quickly first. I found two things this week. Uh, the first one is a cool Kickstarter game that as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I backed it. And I almost never, ever do that. So uh, the reason why I did is because this literally hit me right in the um, right in the exact spot of, oh, I, that's the thing that I like. Which is, it is, appears to be, and if you look at it, is a game that is like an inventory, it's like Tetris this is Inventory Basic Management JRPG. 
Is this basically a Resident Evil attaché case for? Yes, but also, but you use organizing your attaché case and moving the items around as your method of combat in a RPG. Oh wow, that actually looks really cool. And it looks really, really cool. And I like the art style too. Uh, and uh, yeah, check it out if you like. It's really cool. It's uh, we're gonna link. I'll link the Kickstarter and uh, a tweet and the link to the Kickstarter. I guess I'll just link the Kickstarter because I'm guessing they have the trailer on there. Um, yeah, no, we'll tweet the, the uh, Twitter that you posted on the docket. I found it from uh, at Shout Sion, who I uh, I believe does the art for the game, and it is called Jack and Casey, an RPG about a mysterious ancient machine that out that long outlived its masters and Casey. <laughs> uh, and the second thing that I found is uh, a trailer for the new Blade Runner movie. If you haven't seen it, this is a much better trailer than the ones they've been putting out. Uh, it was uh, specially cut by my good friend uh, DVS, friend of the podcast, at DVS Blast. And uh, yeah, it's really funny and good. Like pretty much everything that he puts on his Twitter, so you should watch it. I, I, there's nothing else to say except you need to watch it, because it'll make you even more excited for the new Blade Runner. Uh, actually, I wish this was the new Blade Runner. That's how I feel after watching that trailer. Maggie, what you got? Uh, Alright, so for me, uh, uh -huh. Mike, uh, I didn't yes. have anything when we started this, so Mike forced, uh, he bullied me and yeah. forced me to talk about how Dryzen likes to, friend of the show, uh, Dryzen, right. uh, likes to abuse uh, things in Mario Land. Mario Odyssey, and yeah. And he kept sending me videos of this abuse, and he kept doing it over and over again, and it made me cry. And now <laughs> uh -huh. we're here. Okay, and what's your real thing? Uh, my real thing, I just saw this, and mm -hmm. I'm just gonna go with it, because uh, it's someone, I guess, cosplaying as Eggman, and uh, he's got their, their little babu child uh, dressed up as Sanic. Nice. It's just a, it's just a nice little... Dumb, dumb picture. You know? And it says he finally got that hedgehog. Yeah. Did it. He, fi he finally did it. And now... now Who's positive that baby. Sonic is for babies? Uh, or... It's that, uh, <laughs> wow. First of all, no. Fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, it actually proves the long-standing theory that Eggman is Sonic's father. And they're related. That too, but yeah, definitely Sonic is for babies, and Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine is for adults. I just um, want to emphasize that oh, Dr. Shit. Robotnik definitely fucked a hedgehog. Thank there you. There we go. And finally... I had to ruin the nice photo, I'm sorry. Don't... that we're not talking about that. And finally... Oh, actually, I kind of want to talk about that, but we'll get to that in a minute. No, I don't want to talk about that <laughs> at all. <laughs> so we're not hate. going to, I refuse. <laughs> Instead, okay. tell me about this image that you've linked. So Mario Odyssey, so has a photo mode. It does have a photo uh -huh. mode. I've seen a lot of really good photos from it. Yeah. So the one thing I never realized is that the doggos in that game have buttholes. Oh, do they? Yeah, and Mario. This and why fucking did you picture is terrible. Why did you realize that? Is it because of this picture where Mario is staring longingly at a dog butthole? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The it's a very blurry butthole, but it's a butthole. I mean, it's there. You can see it. 
Yeah. Is that an, a Hegau face? Is that what Mario's doing right there? You want a real answer or you want a fake answer? I don't know. Can I handle the truth? I mean, the truth is that he's in, a, he's in the sand lane. He's just he's hot. He's oh, okay. I like that. That's a better answer than what I was worried you might give me. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's hot. All yeah, right. and, uh, so hot and bothered. So the sand kingdom, he's just, he's just idle. He'll like blow, he'll like wave his hand across his face to get like really. Actually, no, that's just like his one health animation. Can I ask you a quick weird question about Mario Odyssey? I keep yeah. seeing people in the Sand Kingdom playing the game, and then mm-hmm. and then Mario's shivering. Oh, when you first get there, your area is kind of frozen. Oh. Because like it's like an ice monster who's like who like But it didn't look frozen, it looked like a desert. Well yeah, there's like there's a bunch of ice stuff around there. Oh, so it's cold. Yeah, even during the day. Alright. And the second thing I have here is something I just discovered during the podcast, and it's uh-huh. amazing. Uh-huh. Which is what? I'll let you, I'll let you guys... Wa- oh. No, I'm, I'm seeing it, but I describe it for our audience. I am actually trying to describe it. I'm trying to figure this out myself. I just... I don't, know, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. You want me to describe it for you? Yeah. Yes. All right, so Mario is uh, almost buck-ass naked. He's got a hat, and he's got some lovely boxers on. Uh, because uh, boxers are more freeing than uh, tidy whities and they don't put as much strain on you, and Mario's got to jump around a lot, you know? Uh-huh. Although that does kind of mean his Italian sausage is kind of wobbling around down there while he's jumping around, which is, you know, an image you can have in your head now. And the bunny girl seems to be really getting something out of this. Yep. For and sure. uh, he, he's basically uh, vertical... Uh, hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> he he's uh statically jumping into a bunny girl, and they make noises, and then uh-huh. he he's panting. Afterwards. I don't think he's jumping. I think he's spinning, but it looks like he's doing something else. It looks like he's uh fuck. I I had something for a second, and basically Mario is a horny tiny Italian man, and you shouldn't trust him. Yeah, and he's a shitty guy too because he punches Yoshi in the back of the head. All right, this is running long, so we're done now. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, If you want to email us, email at podcast at burndownthesandcastle.info. And uh, we'd love it if you give us a rating on iTunes. That would be super great. Um, And, uh, yeah, we'd love to, you know, any feedback you can give us would be awesome. uh... What's next week's topic, by the way? That's a great question. Huh? What is next week's topic? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a controversial question that I've seen uh, around on Twitter, um, which is, what are, this was a, something that was going around a little while ago. There was a, something where people were asking, what are your core, what are the core Mario games? But instead of asking, what are the core Mario games? I'm going to ask, what is your number one Mario game, and why? Um, does it really have to be Mario? Because it does I've have to be Mario. Super Mario Sunshine. How about this? Sixty-four. It doesn't have to be Mario, but the game has to have Mario in it. So number one game that includes Mario. All right. So, so Sonic Podca- Hedgehog is going to be the one that I pick. I just want you to know ahead. Of you time. can't do that. Podcast at burndownthesandcastle.info. To send in right. your number one What's Mario your game. your favorite Sonic the Hedgehog game? Send it, too. No, don't do that. Or, 
Uh, send it in on the web form on the website if you'd like. It's easy, convenient. You don't even have to send an email. Burn down the sandcastle.info. What is your favorite Thanks. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics game? Thanks so much for listening. And we will see you next week when Miko returns. Goodbye.